been waiting for this day for a long time. Oh, boy! Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Disney Underground, your experimental podcast of tomorrow. I'm your host, Gene. This is episode 54. We want to thank you all for taking this magical journey with us. We have a big show, and it's for actually for a bunch of different reasons, which I'm going to tell you right after we do the Disney Underground roll call. So let's do that first. The Disney Underground roll call. Up first, the besteners of the Midwesterners, Dan and Steph. What's up, guys? Hey. Hi. Hi. There's that hi ho. How are you guys doing? Excellent. How well, are I just you? got back from my sixth time to the hospital because my head has been exploding on the merchandise that has been released for oh. the 50th anniversary for Wilderness. Yeah. Oh, sure. the thermos wallets. The I, s'more shirt. I want that little kid hat. With I just want to say pennants. quickly, it's even better than I would have imagined Disney doing. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, all the way down in sunny Miami, we have Joey. Joey, what's up? What up? Yeah, I, I it's funny. I know I know Dan's been I've been seeing the merch. I know Dan's been flipping out about this stuff. I've been you know seeing all the, the, the stuff being posted online and stuff like that. It's just crazy right now. You know, yeah. seeing everything with you know, obviously everyone talking about harmonious and you know all that stuff that that's going on right now so mm-hmm. you know so that's good so uh and let's also say what's up to joel aka j berg's on the other side doing the production for us uh he's in the house and uh let's do our um let's do our read for magical travels by brian the disney underground is proudly brought to you by magical travel by brian contact brian to help you book your next vacation magical travels by brian can help you not only book your next disney vacation but much much more brian can help you book your universal studios vacations all-inclusive caribbean resorts cruises corporate travel even destination weddings even Disney destination weddings, they're going to get you the best price on that trip. And that's a promise. And you know what the best part is, Dan? What's the best part? Well, we all know it's free. Yes, it is. It's completely free. It's a no brainer, guys. It doesn't cost a cent. So for info, please reach out to Magical Travels by Brian. You can check them out on their website, www.magicaltravelbybrian.com. Email brian at magicaltravel.com. And by phone, 1-800-883-1535 extension. Extension double nickel. And that's... Five, five. And that's Brian spelt B-R-I-A-N. All right, guys. So go check him out. He's going to get you a great trip, especially right now, man. There's so much going on, so many changes. Go check him out, man. He knows what he's doing. But yeah, you know, we have a a super big, awesome show filled with a bunch of big news, big guests, big announcements. First, our, our topic talk today. Uh, let's talk about that. We all know the 50 the gold statues spread out through all the parks. Uh, we're going to discuss which ones are our favorites, which character we think should have one that got snubbed, and which one we think maybe didn't really deserve one. Somebody else should have gotten it instead of them. So we're going to go over that. And you know what? We got some big guests today, guys. We have music composer Dominic Lewis, who is the man behind the music on Monsters at Work. Uh, we're going to talk to him about that series, as well as what it's like to follow in the footsteps of an all-time great legendary Randy Newman. As you all know, Randy Newman was the musical composer for Monsters, Inc., Monsters University, and a slew of other projects. I mean, he's, he's, I mean, he's uber famous. So this is big shoes that Mr. Dominic Lewis is, you know, trying to fill. Um, he's done a heck of a job. Anyone that's seen the series knows that the music's great on it. Uh, so we're going to talk to him about that. 
And we also have stopping by for his most magical five, Dave from Florida Park Explorers. You guys know they stream in the parks pretty much like seven days a week. Sometimes they stream up to three times a day. You're going to get to hear them speak about some some cool Disney stuff. Also, guys, this past weekend and continuing into the week and even last week before it all started, Walt Disney World is celebrating its 50th and uh, you have everybody in town. It's like fashion week in New York. It's like it's like Super Bowl week in whatever city the Super Bowl is being played in. Uh, it, it is the, the city of Orlando is packed with celebrities, bloggers, YouTubers. Instagrammers. I mean, everybody's here. But yeah, so it's uh, it's a new era in uh, Disney World with the 50th. We got some new Kisses Goodnight at Epcot and Magic Kingdom with Harmonious and Enchanted. Uh, I thought Enchanted was amazing, which I, I don't know if anybody got to see it before. We got even got to see it before. Um, speaking of Dave from uh, Florida Park Explorers, he actually um, broadcast the uh, when they were when they were doing the tests on it. You know, Enchanted is gorgeous. Harmonious, um, I don't know. Jury's still out. I don't know if anybody's seen Harmonious yet. Uh, jury's still out a little bit. Not as Disney as I thought it would be. Um, I did see it. Not yeah, live. But it, a lot of people bumming, I will say. I was, um, again, it wasn't bad. I think I was expecting something different is what it was. It wasn't bad. It just, I, I expected more Disney and I expected it to be just different. And it and it wasn't that. But it was, again, it, it's it's still fine. I just don't know if it's what I think. It, I don't think it's what we all would have hoped for. It's, it's, I think it's, everybody said it was, you know, beautiful, but it didn't have the heart that they yeah. expected. Yeah. Like I, I just, like I said, I thought it, it didn't have enough Disney in it. I thought it lacked Disney. And I thought it was, again, it was gorgeous the way they did it. But, and again, maybe it's expectations. I've always loved the, the Epcot kisses. Goodnight, Even with illuminations, that was always my favorite show ever was illuminations. So I think maybe I just expected you have your, your, your hopes up for this thing, but, but enchanted is the real deal. Enchanted is phenomenal. Um, so I think everyone, you know, everyone that gets a chance to finally see that will love that too. So, but in more news, speaking of new eras, not just Disney World has a new era, but the magical lifestyle of Disney Underground has a new era as well. And let me start by starting with this part of it, a whole new era for Magical Lifestyle and the Disney Underground. Starting today, you can now hear us on Magic of the Mouse Radio. Every episode will air on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. And our debut on Magic of the Mouse Radio comes at a perfect time because we have a great big bowl of fun soup today, guys. Um, like I said, we have these great guests that are coming in, a bunch of fun topics. We got the 50th. It's like right in line with the 50th. Uh, so you really couldn't have a better time to to start with a radio station as we are. So we're excited for that. Also, another thing too is, as many of you guys have seen, the uh, the, the Magical Lifestyle has now launched its brand new logo. So thanks to Jay Burks for that. He's the one who put it together. Uh, looks gorgeous. We debuted that on October 1st. And then another huge announcement about the future of the Disney Underground and the Magical Lifestyle. As many of you know, we've we've uh, we've been talking about launching our YouTube and TikTok later this fall. Well, some really some really big news. The Magical Lifestyle will be merging with an already established YouTube channel. I can't say the name just of the channel yet because we're not ready to make that big announcement yet. But it's going to be a completely a joint venture. Uh, so we're combining a well-established YouTube channel with our podcasting capabilities. So what does that mean? Basically, it means a few things. First, the Disney Underground is going to be going live. So you're going to get to hear us live, not have to wait till Monday morning to check us out. You're actually to hear us live Thursday nights going forward. Starting when, when this starts, it's we're still like about a month or so away from that. But when this starts, you'll get to hear us live Thursday nights. So that means no edits, no redos. It's you know we, we got to watch our mouths. We got to basically we got to we got to be on point. Um, so you're gonna get to see us live. You're gonna see what we look like too. So you know whoever hasn't seen us, what we look like yet, you're gonna see what we look like. But anyway, so uh, so soon you'll be able to watch every show live Thursday nights on YouTube. Uh, the time and the actual date that it's starting, we don't have yet. That will be coming uh, very soon. Can I just say something about that yeah one thing i'll say about youtube podcasts that are really great when you have people that also have a lot of visual humor i gotta tell everybody we feel we're one of those because we're <laughs> oh. dorks and 
we make fun of each other and we do a lot of visual things. So I think it's going to be an enhanced podcast. Yes. And we'll have a whole new format to it too, because we're not going to be like, you know, we record our, our, ours on Zoom. We'll be using, we'll have pop-ups, we'll have banners, we'll have stuff, we'll have sound sound effects. It's going to be, the production level on the show is going to be a little bit of a step up too. So it's going to be fun. Um, Gee, and you, you know, know why they're tuning in for you? I don't know why. The clap and the pen drop of well, your dad jokes are oh, visual now. Yeah. Yeah, they get By the, the way, they get... I do have a I do have a dad joke for you later oh. that my dad actually sent over for you. Yeah. He texted me and I'll, and I'll... <laughs> First of all, Mr. Drew loves my dad jokes. <laughs> That's a fact. Oh, he's the one. <laughs> well, there's, I mean, there's at least two people out there. So yeah. I, got, I got I got two. They're in the mm. same family, but that's, you know, but I'll take it. So there you go. Um, but you know what? And, and you might be saying, hey, that sounds like a lot of news, right? There's more. We're going to be having even more programming. So there's going to be even more podcasts that we're going to be adding to this whole thing. Uh, so we have other projects. Some are going to, some more are going to be live. Some won't all be live. Some will be, some will be um, pre-recorded. Uh, we're also going to have uh, some of the, some of the video segments that we had talked about with some of our new friends, like Emil, Victoria, and a few of the others that we had already had already mentioned. Uh, so I'm hoping to be able to make the full announcement with the, our new partners and more info of when we'll be adding the shows and what the shows will be about and what they're going to be called. Um, so just stay tuned. It'll be very, very soon, probably in the next few episodes, we'll be able to start making those announcements. We got a like a lot going on, man. A lot, a lot is cooking, and it's kind of yeah. kind of cool. As like I said, we have this new era we're going into with the Disney Underground, the Magical Lifestyle. Like we're going to expand. Like I said, we're going to have more podcasts. Than this is our flagship. This is this is our baby. We're going to expand into some more podcasts about just different topics in New York and not New York. Still New York. <laughs> about Disney. And we'll, like I said, we'll be doing some stuff, uh, even with video stuff so too. So we'll be, you'll be seeing us. We'll be doing some streaming too. We'll be doing some streaming from the parks. So we're going to be all over the place. Uh, you'll probably get sick of us or at least of me, um, but tough. And uh, anyway, so it's going to be some fun stuff coming up. And like I said, Disney doesn't only have this new era they're going into. We do as well. And we're very excited. And it's kind of awesome how it's timed around the same, almost the same time to be able to, to kind of do this at the same time. It's awesome. So anyway, it's a mouthful. I can barely, I got to catch my breath now. I might have to towel off a bit too. So, uh, so anyway, let's, uh, let's get right into that Disney news, man. All right, Joey, what do you got in the, in the news? Let, let's, uh, let's, how about you kick it off as usual? Okay. Yeah, right. All right. According to Disneyland website, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad will be reopening on November 5th. So I'm sure everybody will be happy about that. It's been a, uh, this is after a two month refurbishment and the attraction has been closed since September 7th. So obviously that's a big time ride and it's another iconic one. So mm-hmm. at least I guess they got that done. You know, I mean, that's relatively close to the, uh, you yeah. know, to, to this big celebration. So that's good. Next up, we got Disney's announced that the Star Wars series, The Book of Boba Fett, uh, will debut on Disney Plus on December 29th. The series will follow the infamous bounty hunter Boba Fett, the mercenary, Fennec Shand, and uh, as they navigate the galaxy's underworld, when they return to the sands of Tatooine to stake their claim on the territory once ruled by Jabba the Hutt and his crime syndicate. So looking forward to this, you know, big time. Let me ask you your prediction, Joey. Do you feel that this is going to surpass the Mandalorian or be just as good or not as good? You haven't seen it yet. So here's your prediction. I know my prediction is probably be, I say it's going to be just as good. I don't think it's going to be better, uh, but I think it's just going to be, yeah, I think it's going to be just as good. I mean, you got pretty much the same production company working on this stuff. They've already nailed the Mandalorian and in that, that canon, the way they're doing this, I think that that's pretty much my thinking the whole, I mean, listen, if it's better, that's even better, but 
Yeah. I don't think it's going to be worse or anything like that. You know, you, you're still going to have a lot of characters crossing over, at mm-hmm. least most likely. That's the way they've been doing the Mandalorian. So, you know, I feel that's probably how it's going to go. So, I'm, I mean, I'm excited for it. I was hoping it would come a little earlier, maybe end of November. I know it's a month difference, but I was hoping at least that because we hadn't heard much. So I'm looking forward it's to a it. lot to the Mandalorian for me because I was never a mega Star Wars guy. And now you now you got me. I'm hooked. Yeah. I'm watching it. You know, uh, you know, I know. I, what Listen, I like we, about we got it- Dan over to Marvel, too, which is yeah. crazy. <laughs> I tell you what I like about it is it's almost like he's an anti-hero. It's like he's taken over the gang territory. So it's kind of is he like Tony Soprano, Star Wars esque Tony Soprano? He so might. I like that. I yeah, I like the fact that he's kind of like a he's probably gonna be a little bit of a bad dude, but a good like you still root for him. Yeah. So it, yeah. I, I, it's kind of a different take on it because Mandalorian is just a good dude, right? I mean, he's a good guy, but this sounds like he's trying to take over turf that used to be ran by by Jabba the Hutt, which means is he like a space gangster? Like you know what is it? Right. So I'm one, wondering. I wonder this because where he went back and obviously anybody that's seen Return of the Jedi, um, you know, going way back, the Rancor was literally below Jabba the Hutt's little seat there. So I'm curious and they don't touch on this. Maybe they I wonder if they're going to bring that back and talk about that, because remember in that movie, there was I mean, obviously they had a ton of people in that room where he sits. Yeah. And anytime he would add, they bring somebody in, the thing would open up and his his whole thing would slide over it to cover it. And then the Rancor (laughs) would, you know. Eat whoever the heck was in there. So I'm just curious if they're going to go into that. So, you know, I hear you. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So I got more. So the next up, we got uh, the Main Street Cinema and Magic Kingdom uh, was closed for a couple of days this week to receive retro inspired overlay. The store reopened on September 29th, now has become the 50th anniversary vault collection shop, which is pretty neat if you haven't seen it. The shop's filled with vintage photos colors and details including photo worthy backdrops and props inspired by beloved attractions from Walt Disney World Resort history. This is pretty cool if anyone's seen it. There's a whole lot of neat stuff especially with this retro stuff. I mean it's just a lot of neat stuff to see, especially if you're into the history stuff. For sure. Addition to that is Steakhouse 71. Oh yeah. Tons and tons of framed black and white vintage pictures oh, wow. that are amazing. Yeah, no more wave now it's Steakhouse 71. Yeah. Uh, right, mean, the wave was great, but Steakhouse seventy one. I, I hear good things about, so I'm I'm yeah. interested. I heard a lot of the, it's all the same uh, chefs and stuff. No, so uh, well, should still be good. Well, the California Grill and the Wave, I believe, shared the same chefs. I don't know okay. if it's. I could be. I don't know if it's the same way with this. It could be. I don't know, but I know when it was the Wave, they shared chefs with California Grill. That's why the Wave was always such a great a great value because right, you know, of that. Okay. Well, all right. Next up, we got uh, two books celebrating the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. They're now available at Disney Springs. The first one is Delicious Disney, Walt Disney World, which is retailing for $35, and it features recipes and stories from throughout Walt Disney World's 50-year history. The second book is A Portrait of Walt Disney World, 50 Years of the the Most Magical Place on Earth, which is written by Kevin Kern, Tim O'Day, Stephen uh, Vagnini, and is retailing for $60. This book is previously unseen concept art and behind-the-scenes photographs. Both of these books are available at Shop Disney and other book retailers. So, you know, to Bummer news here. I pre-ordered this at Amazon and I just got a mysterious, we'll let you know when this is able to shift. Oh, and I pre-ordered it. Yeah. So like, what was the point of that? Coffee table book. This is an important one for me. Yeah. Odd is if you look at the price, it's dropped by like 20 bucks, but it's out of mm. stock everywhere. So there's no way I'm risking canceling yeah. my order. But you think if you would pre-order it, like that should almost guarantee oh. you. Like that's weird. Oh yeah. It's like Seinfeld. You understand what the reservation <laughs> is. You just don't know how to reason. He's like reservation are everywhere yeah <laughs> and really that's the whole point. <laughs> he's like you have to hold the reservation and that's really the reservation right all right what else you got oh actually disney's announced that the indiana jones who the cares right, Spec- Joey? Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, they've announced that Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular will soon be returning to Disney's Hollywood Studios. Thank God. It's been reported that the cast and crew have been called back to start rehearsals in mid-October, and the show is expected to debut later uh, later this year or in early 2022. I don't like that or. There should not be an or. Yeah. <laughs> right. They've been doing the show for how long? And just like, you know, most of the stunt coordinators and the stunt people and all that stuff, they know the damn show. Come on. <laughs> well, I'm wondering if some of them left because you remember we had Zach. It's possible. Zach Sedels was on the show, you know, yeah, a few months ago. And he used to be, he was one of the stunt guys there. And, but now, he, I mean, since then he's gotten a, been on the, in the movie Cherry. He's actually got a, a, a full role on Walking Dead now. So I almost imagine like he's not, you know, I, I feel like they all might've gotten other gigs. A lot of them at least. Like right. push people into other gigs. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Yeah, and it's might yeah, be beyond knows? their choice. It's just what they had to do. Yeah, well, yeah, I, and, yeah. and again, this guy's got he's getting like he's he's getting like real roles and things. So I get. Well, and why, who knows you know. what Disney told them? Yeah. They might not have given them any type of timeline. They might have said, "I don't know, go find right. something. We'll call you and stuff." Mm-hmm. Right. So here, I got I got a, a little bit more on this. It's supposed to start maybe either later this year or early 2022. And the India Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular has been closed since March of 2020 when it shut down due to COVID. So it's been a long, long time. So it could be a possible two year break in between. Yeah. That's crazy yeah. to really think about it. Yeah. Stephanie, I promised Joey that we would go to this. I know you it's didn't so want to. It's so good. It's so good, guys. So good. Joey well, let me, okay, real quick. You guys have seen the Indiana Jones movies, right? I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Love them. Seen them okay. all. This is it really like a homage to me. Like it was going to be like one of those kind of cheesy backlot kind of, you know, not Disney really thing, but just like done poorly. That's just kind of what I always thought in my head. So I skipped it. Well, it's not Disney. It is Indiana Jones. Like, there's not like a Disney thing to it. Oh, I, guess I know, you could but, say, but I'm, I'm talking about uh, how good it's executed. Oh, okay, oh, no, yeah. it's, ex- it's executed very well. Very they have a lot, of, and they have a lot of. Da- I'll give you this. There's a lot of corny dad jokes, but they're supposed to be corny dad jokes. So, well, there's yeah, a lot of that. They, they got entertained. Kind of yeah. a stunt yeah. show, Jungle Cruise, like. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. Sure. But the only reason I asked about the movies was because what? it really paid. <laughs> what? Is that better it's than Beauty and the Beast? Well, yeah, they the do a stunt show. No, the <laughs> I was gonna say this is like not even in the same realm. Yeah, it's kind of a hard comparison. <laughs> not really. They're both live shows. Oh, okay. well, no. The reason the reason why I ask is real simple. It's it pays homage to the really the original indie movies. So ah, if you okay. like that, they do they replicate a lot of the scenes that happen in those movies, which is awesome. What else we got, Joey? All right, um, Disney has officially announced that the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel will open on March 1st, 2022. So coming in March, guests will be able to start booking their stays on October 28th, 2021. So um, you can actually start applying for mortgage loans and all kinds of stuff now to get in this thing. Let me tell you, anybody that's seen these prices. They're tough, but listen, listen, this is going to be, yeah. Listen, anybody that's hardcore, I, well, I'm hardcore, but I'm just not spending that money. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. But I mean, most of the hard, the hardcores that do have the money for this, it'll probably be amazing. And why it's going to be easy to sell out is because let's face it, what is it like 120 rooms or something like that? It's like, it's, it doesn't have room yeah, for a lot of much. people. So it'll be, that's why they're charging a lot for it. And that's why they're able to, because it'll be easy to, to sell it out, at least for a while, I think. And uh, so that's what I got. All right, cool. Let's kick it over to Steph. This is great news. <laughs> As many, have you, as, as many of you have heard that Casey's Corner's pianist has returned. However, did you know that the actual original pianist that played the piano at Casey's Corner, then called Coke Corner, Randy Morris, on Magic Kingdom's opening day in 1971, will be playing for the 50th? That's nuts. Wow. So that cool. is totally nuts. 
That's awesome. That is a pretty cool twist to a fan favorite and a very special addition to the 50th anniversary celebration indeed. In case you haven't heard, unfortunately, the wonderful Jim Omohundro has retired. Did you see a picture of him back in 71, black and white? It's super cool. Jim or Randy? No, Randy. Yeah, and he's like, I just can't believe that. I just think that's amazing. That's how old old is he now? He's got to be. (laughs) I mean, he could technically, right? I mean, mean, if he played in 71, how old was he then? He was 40 years ago. 40, what am I? 50 years ago. The 50th. What so idea? it's the 40th anniversary, <laughs> but we're going to do 50 anyway. I mean, it was 50 years ago. I don't know. Well, he's probably like 70. I mean, look at. He was 20 when he did it. Maybe. Well, I mean, yeah, it's legit. Yeah. It's possible. Okay. All right. All right. It's not too bad. That very nimble fingers been warming up over the years. So. <laughs> Tickle the keys. Tickling the ivories. Oh, there you go. All right. Shoot. We've got really good news for all of you with a sweet tooth. The Main Street Confectionery in Magic Kingdom has now reopened following a six-month refurbishment. The confectionery is now sponsored by the Mars Corporation, so you will find all of their signature candies. Guests will also find a new M&M's and Skittles candy wall where you can mix and match your favorite colors. If you are going to be at the Magic Kingdom, you should definitely stop and check out the Main Street Confectionery. I owe them a little bit of an apology because Why? remember I was all bent out of shape because I didn't want the Mars yeah. logo sticking yeah, out. You were like, it's not. Know. It's really cool old school lettering. Yes. Confectionery style. It looks so good. It, oh. And the thing is, if you don't even look, you don't notice, but it, it's exactly the same as all the rest of the fonts yeah. and stuff on the window. The gold mm-hmm. trim. and yep. Yeah, it looks yeah. great. Have you guys seen any of the pictures from it? Besides yes. that, I have the inside. You know, yeah. speak, speaking of pictures, because what, what takes pictures is cameras, right? What do you call a camera with a temper? The loose cannon. Wow. Come on. Come on. That was. Did you? No? All right. Where, I, where is our bad. cricket sound bite that we were like, supposed Yeah, to we're going to have to. Listen, I'm going to start getting. I swear to God. I'm going to start. Wait, wait. I got, I, wait, wait. I got a better one. Ready? I didn't think that one was that bad, actually. I kind of. I thought it was, it was great. one of your betters. Thank you. So oh. I got another one for you real quick. Let's see if I can make it up to Dan. How do billboards communicate? How do billboards communicate? Sign language. I didn't even, I don't need to clap. I'm going to leave the room silently on that one. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Good one, Dan. See what. Hey, listen, Gene, real quick. Did you get, did you get the joke I sent you? Oh, I didn't even, I got to check my text. It's a short, it's super short. It's like two sentences. I got to tell you, I love it. In fact, I'm going to, I love it so much. I don't want to, I don't want to sully it by just putting it with mine. I'm going to use that one next week. Okay. Stick around. Everyone. Joey's dad sent me a great joke next week. I'm going to say Joey's dad's. Joey's dad's dad joke. There you go. Finally, that, a good. Does joke. that make it? Does that make it a grandfather joke? It's if it's Joey's dad's dad's joke. I don't even know if that's a dad yeah. joke. That might have been a dad joke, but it was a bad one. All right. Yeah. I, I I saw it and I fell in love with it instantly. What else we got, Steph? Okay, Disney and Southwest Airlines have teamed up to celebrate both Southwest's and Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. Southwest Airlines has unveiled their Boeing 737 that is now decked out with the iridescent treatment that was created by Walt Disney World for their 50th anniversary celebration. The exterior of the plane is covered in Disney characters and iconic images. But that's not all. Interior of the aircraft is also full of Disney touches like characters on the window shades. It's so cute. And the overhead bins got the iridescent treatment too. 
Southwest and Walt Disney World will also be giving away 50 trips to Walt Disney World. Disney fans can enter by visiting Southwest's website at https <laughs> colon slash slash southwest.com. <laughs> Slash oh my god 50 days and winners will receive round trip airfare and <laughs> lodging plus a $200 Disney World gift card and theme park tickets Southwest says that this special aircraft will be flying through March of 2022 so book your flights to Orlando in hopes of flying in this one-of-a-kind aircraft and don't forget the website address and how to get on the World Wide Web those, oh um, my gosh. they look cool I really like them the way they did them man. They did yeah, them nice. I like so that cool. they did those characters on the shades I thought that was a cool touch yep. I just the only thing I was hoping is that they would have put Mickey like as a pilot I thought that would have been really cool, but they wanted to show off the 50th outfits. Yes. That's the only thing that was missing. I mean, there's so much media at this thing. I know. (laughs) It looks really cool, though. Yeah, really cool. Yeah. Oh, by the way, next next time somebody puts the script together, if you're going to give a web address to Steph, you might want to just leave off the HTTP because she's just going to read it. Normally, I do. (laughs) She thought that was important because, you know, a lot of people are just going with the HTTP. (laughs) <laughs> and they're not going to find it. So yeah. I wanted to be sure that everybody knows how I to know. access and make an enter to win. Okay. It's important. It, we, right. we get some free trips. Yeah. Okay. Super exciting. The Frontierland Shooting Arcade in Magic Kingdom has now reopened after being closed for over a year. At the current moment, guests can play for free, but it would normally cost a dollar for 35 shots. That is, is it, so cool. Is it going to stay free? I don't know. Is that part but of the? I would say it's probably just part of the fiftieth. If they if it costs money before, I can't see it being. If anything, it's got to go up, right? I mean, no. considering everything else is going yeah. up, yeah. But it was only a dollar, like. or maybe maybe that's their pitch. Like, listen, you couldn't complain about about the Galactic Star Cruiser. We gave you this for free. I mean, maybe yeah. that's maybe that's the trade off. <laughs> If you spend all your money on the Star Cruiser, come on by the shooting arcade. <laughs> we'll give you a complimentary thirty-five shots, but no W's. <laughs> yeah, no W's. There you go. All right, what else we got? Well, oh, I have yeah. some things that I thought of Stephanie. Yeah. Oh, because Disney is partnering up with Amazon to launch an Alexa-like voice assistant called. You might want to think about if you got a lawsuit here. Hey Disney, it's your delivery with your hey. Oh. For Walt Disney World Hotels, this is cool. In addition to the Alexa line functions, Hey Disney will include, uh-oh, Gene, jokes, interactive <laughs> trivia, personal greetings from characters, and over a thousand possible soundscapes. Guests will also be able to ask questions like, when is the next bus to Epcot leaving? Or you can ask for extra talls to be brought to your room. The VP of Technology and Digital for Disney Parks, Dan Soto, said, it's going to give guests the ability to sort of interact with our beloved characters in entirely new ways. Hey, Disney will debut in 2022 and it will be free to Walt Disney World guests. You will also be able to bring Hey, Disney home with Amazon Echo devices, which I would imagine are probably going to be Disney themed and you're going to have to buy a new Echo box because these will be so great. <laughs> and the thing I did see a picture, there is a Mickey Mouse frame around it. So I'm guessing that's going to be this mm-hmm. box. Mm-hmm. Right. This Although is I would imagine. Cool. Oh, it is. But I would imagine they would allow this to be basically a skill that you would download like you do the other ones that yeah. would add this type of stuff. 
So yeah. in case you don't have to buy a new device, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see, but you know, we'll see how that goes, but this will be cool. The only thing is, if you think about it, they're putting this in the the hotel rooms, right? And these things are always listening. That's going to be a little, I mean, they're doing it at home anyway, and your phones are always listening too. Yeah, so right. Yeah, if you'd be talking about matter. like, you know, like I, I could really go for a bowl of soup and then all of a sudden like the local deli pops on your Instagram feed yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah. Wait a minute. Does that mean I'm going to get the orange bird actual character showing up on my door because that's <laughs> probably what be talking about why yeah, they might do it? Probably. He might, he might want to move in. You're going to um, be like, man, I could really go for a, a burger right now. All of a sudden, they knock at the door. Here you go. That's what you ordered. <laughs> you can say, I wish, the, I wish they had 2 a.m. pizza like the cruise. Oh, yeah. man. There you, you go, Joey. You. There you go. Let me tell you. I got to tell you, I, if they want to, I mean, they got jokes here. I can actually come up with a few for them. I mean, I'm actually that is we want to ask Joey's dad probably for those. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this is another favorite. If you didn't know of mine. Canada far and wide in Circle Vision 360 at the Canada Pavilion in Epcot will be reopening on November 21st. The attraction has been closed since June 27th, and the theater has been used to house, as we reported, the Appleseed Orchard at the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. But the festival will be ending on November 20th, and the movie will be available again on the following day. I love that place. If you haven't gone, you definitely should check it out. It's it's really cool. A little break. It's not super long. Mm-hmm. It's just a cool uh, experience. Oh, boy. This is big. Oh, boy. We got recently the spring roll cart. One of my oh. all time faves located in the front of Adventureland in the Magic Kingdom reopened, which was great news. We we knew it would. However, did you know the spring roll cart is now offering a new snack? Please welcome the 50th celebration spring rolls. Wow, they went all, all out with that name. Yeah, right. The new egg rolls are stuffed with, and I'm pretty sure Gene's going to dig this. I already dug it. Strami and pepper jack cheese served with a mustard dipping sauce. I've already dug it twice. Yeah. Let me tell you something. The only thing that this thing is missing is a little bit. I need some sauerkraut. Wait, you had oh, it? Oh, yeah. That's, oh, I've had it. That would make sense. Oh. Phenoms, phenoms. It, it's missing sauerkraut. If it had sauerkraut, it's a 10 out of 10. It's it's still really, really good. I loved it. It needs so sauerkraut. I did hear, and by the way, these are a whopping 950 now. They have definitely gone up. They're, and they didn't get any bigger have, either. Yeah, no, they're pretty small, but they're for me, they're worth it. But people have said the cheese portion is pretty minimal. And everybody, don't get freaked out if you see Gene walking around because he's probably going to have that hanging out of his pocket sauerkraut <laughs> jar now. Oh, I'm bringing sauerkraut next time. That's a good idea, Dan. I didn't even well, think of that. Or, or it's going to be in one of those pizza pouches hanging from a clear <laughs> lanyard, but it's going to be sauerkraut. And the extra is going to be in his beard. No question. Yeah. Oh, well, that's that's what that's you know what it is. That's where when you get a little hungry a little bit later, you'll always find something in there. You're like, man, the sauerkraut was that was, that was earlier. Now it's nice and crunchy. I love it when it gets crunchy. No, all can aside, it's really, really delicious. It's like a Reuben, you know, but no sauerkraut. Yeah. It needs the sauerkraut. The well, sauerkraut would. Sauerkraut. They really food. should. Well, that's what I'm saying. That it's not weird. Or at least like, an option. It's, it's like, and it's a thing too. It's so everything there is Reuben esque. Well, it's not Swiss. It's pepper jack. So I guess that's the one difference. Right. I don't know. It just, it just, but I think that would get weird with the deep fry maybe. And that's why they, but why not a side then? Packets. You know what? A little side of sauerkraut. Yeah, a little side of sauerkraut. I th- yeah, it's that's. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. The deep fry might not give it like a a weird taste, or it might like be the weird. watery part could yeah not work. That's a good, that's a good point. Maybe that's what it is. But like you said, uh-huh. if you could just have it on the side, get a little spoon. Yeah, now you've made Gene bring sauerkraut to the park. <laughs> It's, I mean, hey, hey, listen, they did it to themselves. Yeah. They it to themselves. Yeah, yes, they did. <laughs> All right. Well, this is pretty big. Yeah. And I know you'll feel good because this is more attention to something that you were scared about for really no reason. But yeah, 
Walt Disney World has announced that and I know Joe is excited about this, that they will be releasing a new type of magic band as part of the 50th anniversary celebration called Magic Band Plus. The Magic Band Plus will have the same capabilities of the current Magic Bands, but they will also do more. The new Magic Band Plus will come alive with color changing lights, haptic vibrations and gesture recognition, and it will allow guests to interact with the 50 new character statues throughout Disney World. The new Magic Band Plus will be available for purchase sometimes sometime next year, and it will only cost your next newborn child. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't know a cost. We're hoping it's reasonable because we all want to check this out. The current bands, I think the basic ones are like $25. So these things are They're probably like going to cost. $35 now, I think, aren't they? They go, they go so, up. So. Yeah. so this here is awesome because I know even Steph, remember that's what Dan mentioned. That was a big thing. Are the, are the Magic Bands eventually going to go away since they were integrating everything into the smartwatches and the phones? And I, I mentioned that I still like wearing my band because it's just more convenient still. Even though my watch is still on me, yeah, it's still not implemented that great yet. It's just got a lot of bugs in it. And it's still glitchy. So for me, depending on the band, I just like wearing it because it's a cool mm-hmm. basic. Right. It's a lot easier to wear than the old ones were because yeah. of more watch. Yeah, for sure. I just hope there's settings that you can maybe turn off certain things because just like, you know, the Apple watch, there's there's things that get on your nerves that you don't want to be dealing with. Yep. And that's the last thing you would want in the park if there's something that's doing that. So I'm hoping there's settings. I, I Yeah, I don't know. I, I would imagine that it's going to, if it has the same capabilities and this might, they, I know they didn't talk about this, but they probably should do this if they didn't think of it. It should be connecting to the uh, the Disney My Experience app and probably have settings in there since it's it could be Bluetooth enabled. Right. I don't I don't know, so mm. we'll see. All right. Well, I got some some big news. Jay Berg's talked about this just recently um, with us. He's excited for it. Matsuriza Taiko drummers are back at the Japan Pavilion in Epcot. They really yep. they recently reposted it on their Facebook. We are so excited and grateful to come back for Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary celebration. All your continuous love and support during our time away has been sincerely appreciated and has kept our spirits high looking forward to seeing you all uh, seeing all your beautiful faces again please come say hi all right so also in some sad news child star and disney legend tommy kirk has passed away at the age of 79 tommy kirk starred in several disney films as a child in the 50s and 60s he was known for films such as old yeller the shaggy dog swiss family robinson and uh, our condolences well, to his family and his friends. Uh, but some in some better news, Disney, they announced that Gardens of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind will be open in 2022. After suffering delays due to COVID-19 pandemic, the coaster attraction will be in World Discovery at Epcot, and it will take guests on an adventure with Star-Lord, Gamora, Drax, Rocket, and Groot. And it will feature the first reverse launch of a Disney coaster. I can't even really imagine, like, could you just, how does that, you know? Especially if it well, goes as hard as like Aerosmith's Rock and Roller Coaster. Could you imagine to do it that way, but the other way? Yeah. I. The only thing about this, the only thing that concerns me is that it just says it'll open in 2022. Right. I know. That's yeah. a is massive that, win- Is that's that January or December? Window, December. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can, I can totally imagine me not being on this. Yeah, yeah this might not be your thing. No way. Yeah, Dan's nope. like, yeah, I'm not doing that. You know what? And it's I, I just and, the, and it's worse because when they talk about like the opening of the the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, they're giving you like a specific date. I mean, they can't even give you like a quarter, quarter two something. So that tells me, yeah, we're not really close yet. But we're confident we can get it in by December 29th, 2022. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, with Tron opening up, obviously this is a big deal. So. I'm hoping that they can get these or maybe stagger them maybe one month apart. I don't know when, you know what I'm saying? Because 
these are these things were supposed to be open already. It was supposed to be this year. So, you know, I hope to God. I I mean, obviously it's going to be done within the 18 month window of this celebration. I know that, but man, it's just so disappointing, especially with that one. So nah, yeah, yeah. You know. all right. Well, look, my last piece of news, Sergio, <laughs> the Italian juggler, a fan favorite entertainment staple at Epcot, has returned. Sergio's act was one of many entertainment offerings at Epcot yet to return after the COVID closure last March. I don't I, I don't even think I've, I don't remember Sergio. Does anybody else remember? Apparently Sergio? He's like a huge fan favorite that I wasn't aware of either. I, I know the guys in I don't France know who that, that stack the chairs. The guys in France that stack the chairs like 20 feet. He's like he does the soccer balls. Oh, I do know who you're talking about now. Yeah. Okay. I was like searching, but yeah, I didn't, you know what is? I just didn't know his name. Wait, when you mentioned the soccer, yeah, I still don't know. I still he does, know. he does like the soccer, yeah, he does like the thing with soccer balls and, and he gets to like Are the you crowd. Are telling me he didn't get work after COVID and he's, he's available? <laughs> <laughs> Even better than that, I don't, I guess hopefully they'll bring these guys back. Have you guys ever seen France, the French pavilion, the guys that stack the chairs and climb up the stack chairs, they go like 20 feet in the air, maybe higher, who knows? But have you ever seen those guys? Yeah, I've seen them. I've stuff? seen it. Um, yeah, that, that's really cool too. If I would want to see that story on YouTube, but I go to HTTPS. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Just use the app, man. Hey, can I tell you something? I'm going to vet for a second before we get into uh, the Disney TV movie minute. I haven't gotten a game right on Thursday Night Football yet. I'm not even watching. I'm so it's Bengals. It's Bengals Jaguars. I have the Bengals. The Bengals are favored seven and a half. They're losing 14 nothing. And that's and, great because I chose. I picked them in my, yeah, I picked them in my pool this week. So that's really great. I haven't gotten one Thursday game. If you ever notice, if you listen to every time we record, at one point in our show, I'm complaining about the game because yeah. every single week on Thursday night, I've lost every Thursday night game. Uh, yeah, I'm still depressed from last week. So <laughs> I get that. I've been depressed for the last three weeks. So <laughs> I've been depressed since I've been born, really, because they haven't won a championship since I've been alive. <laughs> pretty much the entire oh, season. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much forever. <laughs> but you know what, guys? Before we get into our Disney TV movie minute, let's go meet our guest, Dominic Lewis. <laughs> Okay, so joining us today, we have a huge guest, Dominic Lewis. Dominic, how you doing? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm excellent. Now, a lot of people, if they don't know, you were, you were the composer behind Monsters at Work and a, and a long track, and, track record besides that. I feel like I, I look at your resume and I'm like, you're a lot younger than you would think. You have a pretty good resume for someone <laughs> your age. Like, well, you feel like you got started when you were two years old or something, you know? No, yeah, close. I mean, I started playing cello when I was three. So, um, yeah, both my parents musicians. So I kind of, yeah, I didn't really have much of a choice. So I've been around <laughs> yeah. music all my life. So, yeah, so you you were playing the cello at three. I don't even know if I could even, I don't even remember what I was doing at three. I mean, I don't, I think I was basically just in front of the TV at three. I don't think that's, I know it's kind of strange because I have a three-year-old, I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old and I can't really imagine him playing anything at the moment without breaking it. So I'm not quite (laughs) sure how I must've just been a strange child. Well, a prodigy at least. Right. But how many uh, instruments do you play? I mean, plays would be in quotations, but you know, guitars, I have a guitar obsession. I buy guitar, way too many guitars. Uh, (laughs) I'm not great at it, but I do play. Um, So yeah, guitar, cello, piano, a little bit of drums. Uh, I sing a lot. That's kind of it, I think. You know, anything that's sort of derivative of those instruments like ukuleles and banjos and other things like that. But yeah, a a jack of all trades, master of none, I think is the phrase. That's well, listen, even that's amazing because I think when I was in school, the most they would let me do is the triangle, the little thing, the little triangle. There you go. That's all I had. And that was like a quick little ding. That's all I had. Very important. Very important. You'd think so. But I feel like, you know, I feel like I was like the guy from Saturday Night Live skate with the cowbell. So with, with Will Ferrell. <laughs> well, um, there you go. So, but uh, 
So yeah, yeah. And you come from a music fa- musical family. Um, is that where you would say your inspiration pretty much came from? Or was there like who inspired you, I guess, at a young age? Because there's so many different facets of music, right? There's right. different genres, there's just different other ways, production, singing, everything else. What was what was your inspiration to do with you do with like scoring films and TV? I mean, as a kid, to be a musician, uh, the inspiration was definitely my dad. I wanted to be just like dad, which is why I, you know, begged to play the cello at such a young age. And also dad had a huge part of me sort of getting into this world as well um he was in a very famous string quartet uh when i was a kid and obviously before and then he sort of moved into the session world and started playing on film scores around the same time i was kind of getting interested in film scores and i'd met rupert gregson williams stepdaughter at school and it all kind of everything kind of aligned into this sort of you know i think i should be doing film scores or at least trying to so yeah that was a bit so dad's a massive inspiration to that and then obviously meeting rupert at such a young age i got i was very lucky that he saw something in me and or not it just was I, I don't know but he gave me the time of day and he let me go down to his studio and hang out and learn things at such a young age and it, i think it really gave me the head start that i needed what was before you became so successful what was a movie that you would listen to the scoring because i feel like that I, I know a lot of people that are musicians and do scoring they, they listen to the music more than even pay attention to the actual movie i feel a lot of the time <laughs> yeah it's true I, I, and there's a lot of movies and a lot of shows where the scoring is so instrumental to like it just puts you you know exactly what the vibe of the of the, of the scene is based on the scoring so it's a really important role what right. was a movie before you got, made it big that you said well, you heard a score and you were like i want i want to do this and then after that we'll go it's a two-part question okay what what now that you are successful you are in the business is there a score out there that you've listened to and you say you know what that's not mine but that's exactly what i, I love it and that's why i do what i do so scores I mean, I became aware of scores without really knowing it from a very young age. Obviously, a lot of Disney stuff hit me hard. I was obsessed with The Jungle Book, which is not like The Jungle Book and actually the Disney's Robin Hood more so, which is Robin Hood's not like a massive Disney hit, but there was something about it that just struck me. And then moving further sort of into like when I realized that that's what I must be doing, I actually through Rupert, I got to sit in on the sh- recording of Shrek, obviously Rupert Harry brothers. And Rupert was like, hey, my brother's coming over to record Shrek. Do you want to sit in on one of the sessions? I was like, yes, definitely. <laughs> so already kind of get, like dipping my toe into that world. I And my dad was on the session. And so watching that go down and just such incredible, amazing music, I, I was just like blown away and 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 had to do it I just had to I had to do that and on top of that actually I think it was actually that session that at the beginning of that session I was hanging out with my dad my dad was tuning up and I heard this voice behind me going Tony how the devil are you I look round and it's George Martin and I'm like and so they have their little you know little chat and then George walks off and I'm like dad when the hell were you going to tell me that you knew (laughs) and were friends with George Martin what the hell so turns out that my dad's cello teacher Derek Simpson was the cellist for the Beatles so there was that connection there so I mean it couldn't really be a more sort of perfect way to get introduced into the world of film music and, and sessions so I yeah that was kind of the spark yeah I hear, hearing your story you had no choice but to do what you do right like, right there yeah was no other, there's nothing else you could have did was other than be a musician like you, it's had no, true. You, had, you said it before but you really didn't have a choice like could you imagine if you went to your dad and be like dad you know I, I just really want to be a dentist <laughs> <laughs> well my parents are so cool they 
they would have let me do whatever I wanted to do. But there was a brief moment where I wanted to be an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I sort of been I've been knocked down a couple of times with the music thing and not gotten into places that I wanted to get into. And, uh, you know, hadn't got the breaks that I wanted to get. And I was like, you know what? I, I, I think I might want to try this acting thing. My sister's an actress. So she was she was like, no, that's my thing. You're not doing that. <laughs> um, but uh you're right. I mean, it was, music has always been the, at the core of me and, uh, you know, ever since a, a kid. And so it was sort of the only thing that I could succeed at, probably. I'm useless at everything else. I mean, any other subject <laughs> at school, terrible. Well, you're, you're, in, you're in the perfect business for yourself. So, but yeah, so back to that second part of the question. What is there, what's, what would you say is a score now, nowadays that comes out? Something that you might not have done that when you heard it, you're like, that's why I love what I do is because there's, there's other people like this. Like, this is a score that I would have loved to have done, or it's just, you know, this is why. I do what I do in the last sort of few years I mean sort of anything that John Williams has done but it's it's tough to kind of there's so much great stuff out there it's tough to pinpoint something because I've, I've just been watching this show White Lotus and the score is so great and so different but it's so right for the show and so cool. So it's not like, you know, it's not like a big name doing a big kind of epic score or whatever, but it's those moments you sort of like, because often I watch TV or movies and I'm sort of overanalyzing and probably being a bit too critical, but this was a really pleasant experience of being nicely kind of surprised by a show that my wife wanted to watch that I wasn't really that into. I was like, oh, all right, I'll watch it. And I'm just being like, this score is great. And it's really like making me enjoy the show more than I probably would. So yeah, uh, I mean, there's so many great scores out there. I don't think I can kind of pinpoint one that that I'm like, oh yeah, I wish I did that or whatever. But because um, we're all kind of different, anything that anything that Hans does, anything that John Powell does, and of mm-hmm. course John Williams and the Sylvesteries of this world. But yeah, I, I I definitely feel like I'm in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, so what is this like? I know it's got to be such a process. Like, how does it go? How do you like? Where do you get your ideas? So do you watch the show first or the film first, and then you kind of come up with what you want to do score wise? Like, how does it how does it come about? Like, what's the process like? Scoring it the, depends. It totally depends on the film. I mean, sometimes I'll come onto a film when it's like sometimes it's even a save job, like Money Monster, for example, is a save job, and I've got three and a half weeks to do something, so I don't really have time to do my like full artistic process. I just have to get stuck in. Mm-hmm. So that was like just grab all the sounds that I think are relevant throw them all in a sequence and start <laughs> mucking around with them and like come up with something quick because we haven't got time and that works great and then you know the whole the long burn works great too you know sitting down at the piano and coming up with melodies before anything else but it's like because it, it ranges sometimes i'll get scripts and i start writing things on like with ideas from reading the script sometimes if it's an animation i'll get like storyboards or an animatic with monsters at work i literally just got sheets of paper with the drawings with the like colored in drawings of the characters with what they're about you know what are their likes what are their dislikes what sort of personality they are how they interact with the other characters and that was sort of it other than like a brief snippet of stuff and Bob Scanaway the showrunner was like I just want to focus on themes before we go anywhere else I don't want you to kind of look at the first episode and then figure stuff out I want you to react to who these characters are and what they look like so I spent like a month just kind of coming up with themes I'd start the piano first and then move over to the sequencer and start orchestrating the different instrumentations for the different characters. But it really does depend. I mean, animation wise, it tends to start with at the piano, coming up with a melody that works just on the piano. Because with sequences and Cubase and Pro Tools and everything, you can, can kind of cheat and use the tricks of the trade and make stuff sound cool. And actually, if you really get down to the nitty gritty of what the makeup of the melody is, it's not great. So I like to kind of start with getting, you know, get the melody nailed first and then like apply all the tricks of the trade to it. So I know that the core of it is actually good. So first of Monsters Inc. is like, you know, 
classic Disney stuff, right? I mean, at Pixar, Disney, everyone loves Monsters, Inc. I don't know yeah. if anybody ever, that doesn't like it. And now they, they got this new show that they're going to bring on Disney+. Plus. It's going to be this hit show they're going to bring on Disney+. Plus. Crystal's back. Goodman's back. It's going to be a big hit. You already know before it was going to air, it's going to be a big hit. What was it like to get the call to know that they wanted you to be part of this? What was that like, like that initial, like, wow, I'm going to be part of a Disney production? Yeah, I mean, it, it takes a while to sink in. I was sort of already in it before I went, wait, hang on a minute. What have I done? <laughs> like, <laughs> I have to follow Randy Newman and uh, I've, 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 I've bitten off too much um, on this one. But it's it's great. And like with anything I do with the Disney guys, it's such a joy. You know, Jay and Mark over there at Disney TVA are, are just so supportive and have become really close friends of mine. And I love to work with them and hope to work with them a lot more in the future. But it's funny how the whole thing came about. I think I was doing a meeting for Rocketeer and at the end of the meeting, Jay was like, oh, by the way, what are your jazz chops like? And I was like, well, you know, I did a lot of it in college and I'd say I was sort of like, you know, Randy Newman style jazz. Mm-hmm. Not knowing why he was asking me. And of course, that was the perfect answer to kind of then get the call later going, hey, do you fancy doing Monsters at Work? So it's it's an honor, really. I mean, it's really lovely to be part of. Um, daunting, but lovely. And I didn't want to kind of, because you have to kind of toe that line of, you want a bit of nostalgia, but you don't just want to copy Randy. You want to bring what you bring yeah. to the table. And that's kind of like, oh, are people going to like that or are they going to hate it? So you just sort of have to dive in and just hope that people, you know, come along for the ride. That's probably the toughest part of it is no. Knowing that you're replacing a legend, and Disney's got a bunch of them. The Man- you know, Alan Mankin, um, you know, Randy Newman, and, and now hopefully Del- Dominic Lewis is going to be the next in line. So that's yeah, fingers crossed. Hoping. I thought it was fantastic. I think oh, it thank was, you. It was it was you definitely got the vibe of, of Monsters at Work with the you know with Monsters Inc. and Monsters University, but it was definitely a different sound. It was it definitely had its own little its own little different sound that that you have from the movies, and that's what I appreciated it from it. And, and you know, and you got some other stuff coming on too. I know you got uh, the Kingsman's coming up. You got and you got that new Brad Pitt movie. Bull- train that's right yeah very excited about that yeah no kingsman's cool it's like uh i co-wrote it with matt margerson and um working with matthew vaughn i i kind of worked in the wings on the first kingsman movie mm-hmm. um but this one that i mean there's no bells and whistles it's just orchestra it's like a proper throwback you know sort of like bringing a throwback score into the into 2020 where are we now 2021 <laughs> Something like uh, that, yeah. i finished in 2020 and it's it's just been it's been crazy obviously with the pandemic and not knowing when it was going to come out and stuff but yeah Matt and I are super proud of it. And then, yeah, to be involved in a David Leach movie with Brad Pitt is like, I mean, I pinch myself every day that I get to do that. So, yeah, right. I mean, biggest one of the biggest actors of all time and you're in your scoring his movie. Yeah, so hopefully I don't get fired and I can kind of say that I did it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think you'll be fine. I think you'll be fine. Do we have anything else coming up with Disney? Any, any Disney products coming up? Uh, I'm doing a few shorts, so some uh, some Baymax shorts from uh, the, the character from Big Hero 6, cool. which I'm really excited about. Uh, love that character. And he's very, it's, they're really sweet. And they're, you know, typical Disney, they just really know how to tell a story, whether it's, you know, six minutes or a feature length. So excited for people to, to, to see and hear that. And that's kind of all that's on the slate at the moment. It's enough to keep me busy. Yeah, right. As long as, good. as long as you're busy working, right? That's all that matters. Yeah. And you're out in LA nowadays, right? I am. I've been here for 11 years. Yeah. And you still got the accent? Well, it helped. I think it, I, I try not to lose it. I mean, sometimes people say, oh, you have an accent. But uh, I've I've been doing a I've been doing a podcast with my sister recently. So I've been I've been kind of more around English people than I, than normally. Yeah. So uh, it's yeah, it's it's probably stronger than it normally is at the moment. Well, keep it. Right? I always used to say I remember when I first started my podcast, uh, I have a new I have a pretty thick New York, Long Island, New York accent. You do. I, <laughs> 
it's my favorite of all the American accents. It's the best. I, I appreciate that. You know, and it's funny. I actually had someone from from London on not too long ago. From I don't know if you've ever heard of the band The Flicks. They're an all girl yeah. band. Oh, you know The Flicks? Yeah. Okay, I've had one of the guitarists on the show, and we were talking about the uh, to a lot of Americans. There's just the British accent. We don't realize there's different versions of the British oh, there's accent. So many. And she taught me that there's a Cockney version. Oh, um, yeah. An Essex version. And I, I think the Essex one was the one where it sounded almost like English accent mixed in with like California Valley Girl uh, sound. Yeah, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of, so if you watch The Only Way is Essex, there's a lot of, so, so honestly, yeah, like, so yeah, like, well, I was saying that to my friend, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> such a, yeah, it's, there, there's, and it, you know, the British technically is, you know, Welsh and Scottish and Northern Irish. There's so many accents from all over the Isles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she. We had a little. We had a funny session on on the, on her interview where she was teaching me about different accents because I said the same thing. I told her I said English accent to most Americans, especially myself. It's just one accent, right? She goes, no, there's a lot of us. Because she mentioned something about um, the the Cockney accent. I'm like, wait, so what does that mean? And that's when she explained to me that there's so many different accents. Same way in the US, we have a Southern yeah. accent, a, a New York accent, a Boston accent. And I don't. I was like, I asked her, I was like, do we all sound alike to you? And she goes, actually, yeah, you kind of do a little bit. So- See, not to me, because I, I can, I, well, I mean, I can differentiate between coasts. Like there's a the very strong kind of New York, whether it's Boston, New York, and then I can differentiate obviously Southern stuff, but not yeah. quite sure where in the South people are from. Mm-hmm. And then obviously there's like the stereotypical Valley girl accent, California yeah. dude accent. Yeah. And you still like, as you go up to kind of Minnesota, I can kind of, as it gets closer to Canada, I can kind of distinguish that. So there are a lot, but I'm sure there's way more in the middle of the country. I have yeah. no idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she was even telling me that in England or in the UK, you might have a different accent like 30 minutes away. And for, oh, in the US, it's it's a little bit more further out. It's more regional, like, you know, it's more further out in the US. Right. But but yeah, she was saying now in the UK that, yeah, you could live 30 minutes away and have a totally different accent compared to yeah. like another town. All right. I got a couple of questions before I let you go. Just a couple sure. of non, not necessarily music questions. I got two of them for you. So the first one is you get to have a, dis- a dinner party with you and three other people throughout the history of, of the world. Who are the three people that you're inviting to sit down to dinner with? Oh, that's so hard. Three, Just three people. Just plus three. me. So, so th- okay. Bowie'd have to be there. I, mean, I don't want them all to be musicians because that's just boring, isn't it? <laughs> it um, but it they probably be- would be, though. And that's fine. It's whoever you feel like you would want to sit down and pick their brain, man. I think I'd have to go because Bo was so intelligent and way ahead of his time and just was a fantastic musician and human being. Mm-hmm. So definitely him. Just because I worshipped him for so long as a teenager and before that, I'd probably put Hendrix on there too. I think that would be an interesting dynamic. And then they're all going to be musicians because I'm just, I'm one dimensional. And then I'd probably put, I mean, hopefully the language barrier wouldn't be a thing, but maybe either Ravel or Debussy to kind of talk about orchestration and that kind of world i don't know that's really is that boring that's super not at boring. all no no it's not at all man like listen i've i've always i actually had a conversation like maybe a week or two ago we were talking about david bowie with somebody and we were saying could you imagine if he was in the prime of his career like t- in today's in today's entertainment like yeah how, i like he was an icon even back then could you imagine how more iconic he would even be now with 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 everything that would be at his disposal so oh, i know otherwise? like i mean i worship the guy i've got him on my arm oh wow yeah there you go I got his yeah. mugshot on my own. So um, I think it's only fair that he gets an invite to dinner, I guess, at that point, right? Right. But it's a bit one. I mean, I guess I don't really, I mean, just I'm not very serious. I'd probably, I'm maybe a comedian to kind of mix it up. I adore Eddie Izzard. Maybe I'd put Eddie Izzard in Eddie there. Izzard is one of, he is, he is fantastic. I love Eddie Izzard. Yeah. And maybe I need a comedian to kind of lighten the mood a bit because it would get all too arty, far, you know, be a yeah. bit <laughs> too arty. So I don't know. 
pretentious musicians. Well, cool. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm probably one of them. So it, maybe it would work out. Well, all right. So one last question before I let you get out yeah, of here. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Best advice you've ever received and who gave it to you? It's probably my dad. And it's really kind of trivial, but it was so important as a struggling musician when I was sort of at college, not just trying to find my way very early on. Well, aside from the fact he's like, don't be an instrumentalist, start writing music. That's where you make the money. And not that everything's about money. But when you do the arts and because it's considered by a lot of people as a hobby and not mm-hmm. really a job, like people are like, oh, you know, why, why don't you do this for free? So I got a lot of that when I was trying to be a singer songwriter as a teenager and doing open mic nights and, and doing like covers gigs with my band and stuff. My dad was like, just never be embarrassed about talking about money. This is what you want to do. This is your job. You can't go into a conversation and be on the back foot when it's about money. This is what you want to do. This is your job. You have to take it seriously. So therefore, just don't be embarrassed about it. Just start confident. And actually, although I'm still not great at it, I'd be even worse if he hadn't told me that. And that's just like a seasoned pro knowing that, you know, you have your worth and 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 it's sort of it kind of, although it was about money, it kind of through osmosis went into all the other categories of categories of being a musician like don't be embarrassed about who you think you are and what you're worth not necessarily money wise but Mm -hmm. and that really helped me like coming out to LA and and trying to make it as a film composer it's like you know you are worth you you, but basically it's a version of believe in yourself and don't take you know don't take any lower than what you think you're worth um whether it's money or you know opportunities or whatever it is so as i say my dad's a seasoned pro and he's been through all of it so there's been lots of other advice and lots of other great advice but that's that's the stuff that really stuck with me you know that's you know that's excellent advice it really is and it's it's just basically break it down be true to yourself and 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 know your worth and that's essentially some of the best advice that's some of the best advice you can get so um yeah i mean there's the corny ones like you know if you don't believe in yourself who will but i mean and that's important and a, a big part of who i am but you know, it's the it's the, the simple stuff that you, that your parents kind of pass down to you. Have and be, you know, it's been there, done that, got the t shirt. So yeah, but uh, listen, Mr. Dominic Lewis, I really, really appreciate you giving us a few minutes of your time. I need one. I need a. I need one promise from you though. Okay, yeah, go for it. When you're the next John Williams, right? When you're the when you're the next Randy Newman, the next Alan Menken, you got to make sure you you got to still come back on the show, right? A hundred percent. All right, hundred percent. You're very kind. I hope that becomes true because you know, as a that's that's the boyhood dream. But um, no, this has been so much fun. I would come on the show whenever. All right, now, my man, my man, pots and pans. But you're always welcome on the show, guys out there. Listen, if you haven't seen. Monsters at Work yet. Forget about it just being a great show. The, the scoring is phenomenal. Dominic Lewis is, is going to, again, I think he's going to be the next John Williams, the next Randy Newman. <laughs> Check it out. Hell of an accent, hell of a voice. I love the English accent, man. You guys always, I don't care. You could be the dumbest person on the planet, but if you have an English accent, you automatically sound like the smartest person in the world. Well, see, there you go. I fooled you. I fooled you throughout this whole interview. <laughs> I am one of the dumbest people on the planet, and there you go. I fooled you. But you are a music, but you are a musical genius, and oh, you have a, a, a ton of stuff ahead of you. And I can't wait to, to witness it and be and, and see it firsthand. And again, Mr. Dominic Lewis, thank you so much for stopping by the uh the, the Disney Underground today. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you, mate. It's been fun. All right, we'll see you soon. All right, you take care. It's the most magical five. Okay, so that brings us to another edition of the most magical five. And joining us today, we have David from Florida Park Explorers. How you doing, Dave? I am spectacular. How are you doing? I'm excellent. Glad to have you in the house today. We're going to talk about um, your, your your most magical five Disney park tips. 
And uh, there's a lot, you know, we're we're at a time now where there's always a lot of changing right now, stuff opening and stuff, you know, reopening rather. Um, a lot going on right now. And I felt like, you know, who better to have on to talk about some Disney Park tips than Florida Park Explorers. But before we get into that, please, for anyone who doesn't know who you guys are yet, please let them know where to find you and what you guys got going on. So we are Florida Park Explorers. Uh, we are daily live streamers and vloggers inside the park every day. We pretty much try and bring everything to you guys from rides to treats to Disney news as it's breaking. Just about anything that has to do with the parks. Um, uh, you can find on our channel daily, whether it's Instagram or YouTube. Very cool. And I know you guys, uh, how often would you say you guys are in the parks? Would you, would you gather? We uh, we have a schedule of Monday through Friday, every single day. And then we will occasionally do pop-ups on the weekends. Uh, uh, but anytime that there's a need for us to be in the park, we are in the park. This is pretty much what we do. We do five, four to five hour live streams daily. Wow. I mean, that's that's the dream, right? I mean, you're in the parks pretty much almost every day of the week. Intense. Yep, I love it. Yeah, there's not a button to me. That is, I'll tell you what that is. I'll, I'll tell you what that is right now. That's heaven. That's exactly if, if that's what heaven's like. That's all I need, right? That's all. There's there is nothing wrong with going to the parks every day. And not at all, you guys, and loving every second of it. That's very awesome. Very awesome. So, um, and, you know, how long ago did you guys get started, man? I mean, like you already have such a good following. Like, what was the process to get started? What made you kind of what made you decide that this is something you wanted to do? Well, we were always Disney fanatics, and so Instagram came natural. It was really easy to build Instagram people. You know, you're posting pictures and doing that. And then when the pandemic hit, I lived right by the castle. So what happened is, is it turned into a parking lot. There was nobody here. And so I said to my wife, I said, I need to document this. And as I started to document it, I, I didn't know what to do with it. So I said, well, let's start the channel. Let's do this. And I never actually posted any of those videos. Annual Passholder Day came back around last July. We went into the parks. I started videoing. Next thing I know, we were months into it. And I met Chasing Dreams with Mike. And he told me, you don't have to have a thousand subscribers to live stream. You just need to do this, 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 and this. And I credit him for Florida Park Explorers live streaming and for our success today because he told us exactly what to do and how to do it. And we've been, we literally went live the next day. So and wow. I've been live streaming ever since. That is awesome, man. That is awesome. And uh, I'll tell you one thing I love too is, and I and I just found this out as I didn't realize it is, you are a former New York, New Jersey person like myself. And yep. uh, I always love meeting former, you know, people that, from where I'm from because I feel at home. Then you know, you, oh yeah. I, I wish you weren't a Giant fan, as I found out. I wish <laughs> I am a Jet fan, and the Giant fans have brutally beaten me up over the years because all my friends are Giant fans. Well, most of my friends are Giant fans, and. um they brutally beat me up for years, you know, to the point where I've actually had a root against the Giants in the Super Bowls against the Patriots because, Aww. but, but you'll understand when I tell you why. I know a bunch of Giant fans. I don't know any Patriot fans. So when the Patriots would win, I don't have anybody putting it in my face, but when the Giant fans win, <laughs> it's like literally for like the next year, I got to hear, Oh, we got another one. How many do you have? When's the last one you won? Have you ever seen a Super Bowl? Oh, never yeah. even sniffed the Super Bowl. And meanwhile, it's like, and the Giants are in it like, you know. I mean, what, five Super Bowls now, something like that you guys have? Six yep. minutes too. So um, you guys have been brutal to me. So I had to root for Brady the Patriots. <laughs> and you know how hard that is. That's like you guys rooting for the Cowboys. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you get it. Um, I actually like the Patriots because every time we play them, we beat them. So. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good reason to like them. I get that, you know. Um, but, you know. It, it, it it's still a good fandom. I you know Giants have a have a great tradition, and um, I wish my Jets had the tradition. I can't you can't help who you love, as they say, right? So that's that right. I can't help that I love the Jets. I hate that I love them sometimes. No, most times I hate that I love them, but I can't help it. I can't change it. But um, okay. all right. So, so we're gonna talk about some uh some Disney park tips, your most magical park tips uh for people going to Disney. So uh, I guess let's kick it off. What do you have as number five? My number five tip, uh, depending upon time of the year, most people do travel during 
the summertime. So we're always worried about heat, overheating, things along those lines. And one of the best things I can tell you is I know that Genie's coming out and it's going to help you plan your day. But for those of us who still will do it the traditional way, try and group your rides together. It's a lot easier if you're looking at your wait times and you're, and you're overheading Tomorrowland. You can hit People Mover, then jump over, hit Buzz, hit Laugh Floor. You can bang out three rides pretty quickly. Um, it helps you kind of manage your time a little bit. And then once you've done that, you can start to make your way around the side of the park. And then, of course, grab some vittles and then kind of get on with your day. And, and making sure that you're not eating before you go on Space Mountain, obviously, is kind of like a, a subcategory to that. But that's that would be my number one or my number five thing would be to uh, make sure you're trying to group those together. It's not hard to do, uh, but it's kind of a common sense thing just so that you don't overheat. I, I actually, yeah, I, I could see that. And, you know, I, I think that's, I mean, you, A, you save time. You're not wasting steps walking around like crazy. So, especially like you said, in the heat. Yeah. But, uh, all right. So what do we got for number four? Number four still kind of ties in with the heat because of how hot it is right now. And I think it kind of goes without saying. Uh, one of the things people overlook a lot of the time is if you do an outdoor ride, the next one should try to be indoor. Get that air conditioning. If you're going to do people mover, it's not always outdoor, but grab carousel progress. Go sit 20 minutes. Get out of the heat. Get out of the rain. We all know it's going to rain at some point. Mm -hmm. Try to plan your time so that you're out of the heat, out of the elements, inside somewhere if possible, just to keep that core temperature down. It is very easy to overheat in any one of the parks, specifically, you know, the Disney parks. They get so hot. Yeah. Yeah, and in some cases, like like if you look over at like uh, Hollywood Studios, there's a lot of parts in that park that's not even shade. So it's like you gotta yeah. really kind of prepare for it because especially you get over to like Toy Story Land, I think the only shade in Toy Story Land might be the restroom. So yeah, I don't, the I don't only know. yeah the only place to get out of the rain really in Batu is in the tunnel. So like yeah. if you're at the tunnel going in and out, you'll see it just packs in with people. So you got to be careful with that. And then Animal Kingdom is almost like a natural rainforest. So the humidity goes way up and people don't realize, even though it's Florida and there's already humidity, the difference between, I would say, Epcot to Animal Kingdom, I mean, you can have a 10 degree differential with no problem, especially mm -hmm. with humidity. You got to yeah. be real careful. Definitely, for sure. Stay hydrated. So number three. What do we got? Number three is about meals because I'm, I'm a person who likes to eat. And, uh, you know, when you're going to the parks, if you don't have your dining plans, the best thing that you can do is for mobile ordering. Mobile ordering is probably one of the greatest things that they've done. I know with Genie, it's going to get a little bit better. Uh, but mobile ordering is fantastic. It means that we're not waiting in lines. We, get, we order what we want to do. We walk up. They tell us we're ready. We jump in on quick serve. Boom, we're outside. Uh, it's a real easy way to keep that day kind of moving so that you're not wasting a tremendous amount of time. You didn't pay $170 to go in and waste an hour and a half trying to get a hamburger. Very good idea. No, I hear that. All right. So now number two. Another thing that, you know, this is a money-saving tip. Uh, a lot of people don't really know that you can get free water. Uh, and that's a, another, again, a lot of what you're going to hear is about heat. Uh, but the free water, uh, if you have your water bottle, go over, get a couple of cups of water, pour it in, you know, go over to those freestanding services. Most quick service places or, you know, even some of the popcorn places will have it. Stay hydrated, keep drinking, get that free water because five bucks for a Gatorade is nuts. Yep. I, I, uh, I actually do that myself too. I always bring a, um, a Brita, I don't know if you see the, the Brita water filters, but it's like a, oh, yeah. like a, looks like a regular, like almost like size of a tumbler, I guess you could say. But it's got its own filter on there, so that way you don't feel too weird by getting the uh, the water out of like even like the water fountain. You know, I know it's just gonna get filtered. And same thing too is like sometimes like I know Starbucks is always really good at it. You, you can yep. you ask for water; they give you a huge a whole glass of it, ice cold. I'd say ninety nine percent of the time they can give you water. You know, I've had a couple where like they can't. I think was it Joffrey's? I think that usually doesn't doesn't have water for me. 
Beach traffic. One of the places, one of the stands we've always gone to, and they're like, we don't have any water. And I'm like, how do you not have water? I feel like they're lying. But yeah, um, we all know they are. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, but yeah, but uh, most of them are pretty good at it. And Starbucks specifically will give you like a big cup with like loaded with ice. And it's like ice cold. And it's, it's the best one. So it's super important to stay hydrated, especially nowadays with this heat. You have to. This is an outrageous. Uh, since in the last two weeks, I've watched probably three or four people go out on stretchers uh, that have literally dropped, cast members included. I mean, mm. it's it's been brutal the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And especially once it rains and all that humidity comes off of the concrete, it gets super hot. So you just have to be careful and, you know, it, it kind of ties in with everything with the heat. Wear your cooling towels, get a fan, do the things that you can do. But hydration is so important in Florida. Make sure you get that free water. Disney does not offer a lot of things for free. So make sure you take advantage of it. And that's a good point. Too. You just said the cooling towels. For the longest time, I never really, I thought they were just like a fad. I thought, oh, how well can they work? I actually ended up, someone finally told me to get one. I got one. And yeah, they're like a lifesaver. So they're incredible. Yeah, I did, I thought like, ah, oh, it's just a towel. How does it stay cold? I don't know how it does it, but it does. So. I have no idea. And if you mix it with a fan and you get one of those little fans that keep, you know, blows up around your head, the two together, it's almost like having air conditioning. You can walk through the park. Oh, it's, you know it's what? I gotta not get, bad. I got to get the, maybe the little, yeah, the little fan just want to go around your neck, right? You got it. Yeah. Uh, I gotta, I, one, that I don't have. There's uh there's one I recommend, but I'll tell you about that offline. Okay. Yeah. No, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I definitely got to hear that. But yeah, the towels for sure. They, I, I never thought they'd work, but they work brilliantly. I, I use it all the time now. Yeah, they're fantastic. All right. So your number one most magical park tip is? My number one park tip is kind of ridiculous. I'm a big money-saving person because Disney's just getting more and more expensive. So anytime that we can kind of beat it a little bit back with a stick, I try to do it. Anybody who's staying on property, this is kind of a, a three-in-one tip. If you're staying on property, you're able to use so many different things like the transportation and all of the different guest service type things. But here's the one thing that I would tell you. Use Instacart, have them bring a package of Gatorade, package of waters, get individual snack bags, get your treats, get all the things for the kids, package it up because Disney will allow you to put it in your backpack and bring it to the park. Yep. So every single day that we go into the park, if you ever see us, and by the way, if you're ever that dehydrated, ask, I've got five bottles of water with me, but I've got Gatorades, I've got waters, I've got snacks for my kids. I have everything ready so that this way I'm not spending $85, a $100 a day in snacks and food and those things. But Instacart will deliver directly to your hotel. You can break it down right then and there. You save a ton of money. You don't have to interrupt your trip. And you can bring it directly into the park, which is a lifesaver. So it's probably one of the best tips that we give out to everybody simply because it saves so much money. And again, you're also carrying cold water on your backpack when it's hot out. And you know, I think that's a great thing, too, because I don't think a lot of people realize that Disney's so uh, lenient with bringing stuff into the parks because a lot of parks don't let you. And I, and I know right. even, uh, you know, I, I know, I mean, obviously, I've known for years now, but for, uh, for yeah, I remember in the beginning, I didn't even realize you could uh, that bring stuff in. And then you, when you realize it's, it really becomes a huge money saving difference, because like you said before, you want to get a Gatorade or water, you're looking at four or five bucks. When meanwhile, that water costs like, you know, a dollar or less, you know, anywhere else. Yeah. So, so, um, you can, and, and, and one bottle of water is not going to do it, right? I mean, like, no. you know, you, when you're spending the day in the parks, you need like about eight, eight bottles of person almost sometimes, really, depending on how hot it is and how many, how long you're going to be there. So it's, it's a huge saver to be able to bring your, your food and water into the parks like that. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's usually one of the things that we do too. And like I said, that's why I'll even bring the, the, the Brita filter now, like the Brita, the Brita water bottle. So uh, that, it's, that's an easy one too. Instead of carrying a bunch of them, I carry the one. I just keep refilling it every time I get to sure. certain. Uh, or if you're getting ready, if you finish that bottle of water, walk over, go grab a cup, pour it back in. Guess what? You have a reusable bottle for the day. So um, this way, when you're flying and you're not setting off metal detectors with your tumbler, 
Uh, there's just cheap, easy ways of doing this so that you can maneuver through the parks. I mean, I've seen people walk into food and wine with a bucket of chicken from KFC. So um, <laughs> it happens. I've never seen that, but I can't wait till the first time I do because that's that's got to be a riot. <laughs> I had somebody challenge us last night on the show that uh, everyone knows that I'm the I'm the king of White Castles. So they're like, "Would you bring like a uh, like a clutch right into Epcot?" And I'm like, hey, "Let's give it a shot. See what happens." And and you, they didn't say nothing. They walked right in. I haven't done it yet. We'll probably oh, do it next week. All right, I gotta I gotta see that. That's gonna be great. Be funny. So Dave, thank you so much for joining this week. I really appreciate it. Before you get out of here, please remind everybody where to find you and uh, Florida Park Explorers. We are on YouTube at Florida Park Explorers. Uh, we're also on Instagram, Florida Park Explorers. Anything that's Florida Park Explorers, you're going to find us. Uh, we also have our website, which you can go over to where we do online classes. We uh, have fantastic merch. We have new merch coming out this week, which is kind of epic. It's totally custom. Uh, so check it out, FloridaParkExplorers.com. It has links to everything. There you go, guys. Go check it out. And uh, David, thank you so much again for joining us. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Disney TV and Movie Minute. Okay, so that brings us to this week's Disney TV and Movie Minute. And as always, the Disney and TV and Movie Minute is sponsored by JSA Creations. And Joey, what do JSA Creations always do? We make all your ears come true. Dan? We make all your ears come true in 3D. Oh, we got the, the high pitch, man. Yeah. I love it. That was a little Mariah Carey in the background. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, the question is, was that planned or Steffi just said, I'm just going oh, to. That's awesome. That's yeah, why Dan looked go. at her like. I just wanted you sooner. Dan's got it like kind of like a Dan. Dan's vocals are kind of like an Engelbert Humperdinck kind of a thing going. And then you got yeah. Steph coming through with the, the hitting a high note. Yeah, I've actually never heard one song by Engelbert I could Humperdinck. Hit a high I just know the name. Let me hear you, let me hear a high note, Dan. No, okay, <laughs> fair enough. I'm not doing it. Fair Not enough. The Humperdinck. <laughs> Do I you, think what, he just liked the name. Yeah, that's all. I, I don't even know what's one song he sings. I don't even know what he sings. It's funny <laughs> you say that because I said dink to a friend of mine, and I said after it. P.S. I know you love the word dink because no one ever says dink anymore. <laughs> it used to be huge. Yeah. Hey, oh. <laughs> kind of like falafel, you know. Hey, you know what? Let's I, let me give a quick <laughs> shout out. Let me give a quick shout out to, to Chris Bondo. Bondo over at We Like Theme Parks. He's doing a, um, a fantasy. It's like a fantasy football, but it's a villains league. So you basically draft villains. And then they, so I don't know how it works yet. I'll find out. But basically it goes villains head to head, right? And there's like a villains league and somebody wins at the end. So you have to come up with like those, you know, you get the funny fantasy football team names, right? Right. So I said, you know, he's like, you got to come up with a name. So you want to hear my, you want to hear my villain name? Yeah. All right. Oh, I got to f- hear it. I went with Frollo and Falafels. Ah, see? Oh, there that's good. Go. That's good. It's one of the obscure villains. He's not one of the upfront villains. Yep. And, and who doesn't love a falafel? I mean, I exactly. love falafels. Right. You guys know that. <laughs> So, all right, man. So what do we got coming up, Joey, on uh, Disney Plus this Wednesday, October 6th? All right. So first up, we got Black Widow. For anyone that hasn't seen it, you now can if you got Disney Plus. Okay. So the next one, next up, we got Among the Stars, which is a six-part docuseries uh, with access to the wider world of NASA. Love this stuff. With cameras on Earth and in space, NASA astronaut Captain Chris Cassidy is on a quest to get back in his spacesuit for one last mission. I usually love these docuseries, anything that's got to do with astronomy, any of the stuff that NASA's working on, SpaceX, any of that stuff, mm-hmm. the Mars rovers, there's a whole bunch of stuff on there. It's great. So check it out. Um, next up, Marvel's What If, which is great. Uh, this is the season finale, unfortunately. The series flips the scripts on MCU. It reimagines famous events of the films in unexpected ways. So anyone that hasn't seen this, it basically shows you what could have happened or what would have happened if it went in a different direction. Uh, definitely check it out. And I, as I've mentioned on previous shows, the production and animation in this is just astounding. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
And it's just, it's interesting to see this, especially if you've seen a lot of these films, you're expecting the way it used to go and then it ends up going a different way. So, you know, um, and I won't, I won't give it away, but um, have you, have, have you, I know you've seen a bunch. Have you seen the Dr. Strange one? Yes. I've seen every single one of them. Okay. I, I, I haven't seen past Dr. Strange. Much. I'm, I'm a little, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm a little behind in it. I, but when I got back to Florida. I haven't been able to really keep up But the Dr. Strange <laughs> one to me. It was almost like, like a sad version of Groundhog. It Day. was, listen, I, I will say anyone that's seen these, they're not all like happy endings and it doesn't mm. work like that. Yeah. So yeah there's some that's that, why like, you just, you just don't know what you're going to get. So, and yeah. yeah, that one was pretty crazy. Like the one with um, those episodes. That was about 45 minutes, something like that. Yeah, they're not even that long. They're like 40 minutes, 35 minutes. I, I highly recommend it. I mean, it's even if you, as long as you know the characters, it'll be okay. Yeah. You know, if, if you want to see it. So, yeah. So definitely check that out. Next up, we've got Spidey and his amazing friends. Spidey teams up with the ghost, the ghost spider and Miles Morales to make up the Spidey team with some assistance from Spidey's comical but loyal spider bot trace i think this is a much more like a kid version if yeah. i've seen from the animation yeah. it looks pretty cool next up drain the oceans season four i've seen a few of these experts use modern technology to scope the seabeds where ships sank cities lie treasures hide and with this data they try to uh, theorize natural wonders and disasters this is pretty cool if you've ever seen this um yeah yeah it's it's kind of great they did this also with like the the bermuda triangle and stuff where they can map the seafloor and then it it drains, you know, it kind of like shows you what it would look like if there's no water. It's really, really neat. Cool. It's really yeah. nuts. Yeah. And very creepy sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Great. All right. Well, I'm up next. Uh, first one I got is The Ghost and Molly McGee, season one. Exuberant teen Molly McGee and a grumpy ghost named Scratch become bound to each other forever when one of Scratch's spells backfires. Uh oh. I gotta, I gotta be honest. I think, I think we're, I think we're in for some, some hijinks and shenanigans with these two. All right. Up next, impact with Gal. I was, do I say her name right? I say Godot. Is that what it is? Godot. Gal Godot. 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 It is Godot. I thought it is Godot. I, I thought that he was silent. Do you know that you set me up for failure? It's um, Godot. If you're family. Sure. That's how you say it, though. but I could be wrong this entire time. Well, Wonder Woman, let's say that, who she's stunning. I mean, she's, I should know her name, but season one, Gail Gadot follows six women making an extraordinary impact in their communities, despite living in areas marked by violence, poverty, and uh, these women are determined to improve their lives around them. So I haven't even heard about this yet. This is the first time I'm hearing about this. This yeah. sounds really interesting, uh, actually. It is the first time I've heard this. So I'm actually, this, this seems like it's really good. I think that's going to be a pretty good series. All right, what else we got? Muppet Baby Season 3. Kermit, Piggy, Fozzie, Gonzo, Animal, and their other friends explore their vast imagination to go on amazing adventures inside their nursery. Do you remember Nana from the show? Remember, was it Nanny? Was it Nanny or Nat? What was the name again? Nanny. The one who used to the one who used to take care of him. She was she was Mrs. Uh, she was Mrs. Cleaver. She was Mrs. Cleaver's the girl, the woman who played Mrs. Cleaver's voice played it. Oh my gosh! No. The one who played Mrs. Cleaver played the voice. She did. Yeah, Nana, thank you, Joe. Uh, Joel, Nana. You never saw her. You just heard her voice. Like she would talk to him. They they look at her. You knew they were talking to her, but you never saw her. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember that. What was what was June Cleaver? Who's the woman who played June Cleaver? I feel bad. I don't, I don't Beverly remember. Cleary. No. <laughs> No, <laughs> I was like, Wait. no, that's not right. I know. Me too. I was like, yeah, that's right. All right. Well, yeah. Anyway, she played the voice of, of Nana on. Um, oh, no. It Miss Nanny. Miss Nanny. Barbara Billingsley. Thank you, Jay Bergs. Barbara Billingsley. Barbara Billingsley. Yeah. You're right. That's right. Joel. That's right. Beverly Cleary. Shame on you, Dan. All right. Well, we have next uh, Puppy Dog Pal season four. Puppy <laughs> brothers Bingo and Raleigh like to be around Bob, their owner, and help him do various activities while and while he's away, they travel across the neighborhood to complete exciting missions. That's all I got. Dan, what do you got? I got one last one for 
October 6th, and that's Turner and Hooch, the season finale. I have continued to watch this. It is a it is a really good show. And not gonna read the whole thing, but the premise is basically post Tom Hanks. He's the dad of now the son taking over as a as a cop, and he has a dog handed down. So it, it's cool, but they do a lot of back and forth into the original movie. They're now kind of working on a case, an old case of his. So it's kind of cool. I haven't seen an episode yet. I like Josh Peck. He's good. I haven't seen an episode of it yet, but it's one of those ones I'll, I'll probably catch and I'll probably binge it. You know, there's a there's a girl that's interested in him, in him on the show. And those moments can be a little sappy. Uh, yeah. Just bad. But there's a lot of good things about this show. I think I think it's a good addition. I like it. But coming to Disney Plus this Friday, October 8th, is one that I kind of like the look of is Mickey's Tale of Two Witches. On Halloween, Mickey tells Pluto a story about two witches in training, Minnie the Wonderful and Daisy Doozy, who must pass, <laughs> pass to graduate from the Witch Academy and haunt Happy Haunt Hills. While Daisy isn't confident about passing, she and Minnie join forces along with Count Mikula and the gang. <laughs> to defeat a mischievous ghost, Minnie and Daisy learn that working together makes their magic and their friendship stronger. Aww. I like it's, that. It's got a cool art look. Yeah, this should be pretty still good. I saw. And this is new. This isn't like an old thing that they're just bringing on now. Is it? Is it like new for? I don't know. Think so because it it seemed like there was a touch of that new illustration there. Yeah, but it's kind of hard because I didn't see anything you know animation actual on it. Yeah, maybe. It, yeah, I thought it was new. Didn't look. Yeah, I didn't. It looked kind of both. That's kind of why I liked mm-hmm. it. Like it looked like the new, not the new style with like Chippendale and the Mickey Mouse stuff, but like right. you know, like Club Disney or whatever. Yes. The, the one yeah, I yeah. usually don't yeah. like. But anyway, Stephanie, what do you got? Anything right. important to you? <laughs> I have something important to like all mankind. Oh, I've got the best one: the Muppets Haunted Mansion. I know yeah, this is going to be freaking awesome. out about this. Yes. The brand new special will feature a star-studded Muppets cast, celebrity cameos, all new music, and spooky fun for families to enjoy together. Muppets Haunted Mansion takes place on Halloween night when Gonzo is challenged to spend one very daring night in the grimmiest, grinning place on Earth, the Haunted Mansion. Can't wait for this. Me too. (laughs) So... I'm so excited. Yeah, it should be really cool. I can't wait to see Diddy Trio in this movie. Wait, who? Danny Trio. He's the you never see gangster. Yeah, he's always plays like like no. He's he's he talked about this guy last time. I guess who is he again? If you saw him, you'd know him. You'd know him. Just go to HGTPS. (laughs) (laughs) I love Danny Trio, man. He always plays like a ruthless dude in every movie he's in. Yeah. Sometimes he's harmless, but he's always he's always cranky and mean. Oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. I remember, and I remember saying who is that and saying thinking it was Demi Denny Terrio. What? Denny (laughs) (laughs) Terrio. What? (laughs) That's not even close. Not even close. But boy, can he move? Yeah. (laughs) That Denny Terrio boy. All right. That's quite a step out of that. What else we got? All right. Under wraps. Under wraps follows three 12-year-old friends, Gilbert, Marshall, and Amy, as they happen upon to awaken a mummy, which they affectionately name Harold, and must rush him to return him to his resting place before midnight on Halloween. Along the way, the team narrowly escapes 
a nefarious group of criminals intent on selling the mummy to the highest bidder. When Harold is inevitably captured, Marshall, Gilbert, and Amy must band together to stand up to the criminals, face their fears, and rescue their new but rather ancient friend. All I kept thinking about there is Marshall, Gilbert, and Amy on a routine expedition. (laughs) The Land of the Lost, that reference there for you. I thought Under Wraps was a show on Food Network. Joel says it's a remake of the 97 movie. Oh, wait, so this is I thought this was the 97 movie. Oh, I guess they're doing a remake. Oh, I didn't know. I thought this was just the original version of it. It's a Disney Channel movie, I believe. I don't think it was like a theater movie. It looked like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, let's uh, let's head over to Disney Topic Talk. Disney Topic Talk. Okay, so for this week's Disney Topic Talk, you know, guys, we've all seen those gold statues throughout all the parks. Today, we're going to be discussing which ones we like the most, which ones we think don't really need a statue, which characters maybe they got a statue, but did they really need one? And who got snubbed? Who should have gotten that statue instead of the guy who got the statue? So we're going to we're going to talk about some statues. And I think I think first, let me just say this. I think they're all gorgeous, right? I mean, they all look pretty good. It's just some people, yeah. might, some characters may not have been deserving if other ones didn't get it. But and there's definitely some people that got left out. But so like you almost got to like shake your head like I don't get it. What happened? But let's uh, let's kick it over to Joe. Oh, you, you first, which uh, in any order you want. Tell us what you, what you got. Okay. Well, first things first, you're right. With only 50, there's no way you're going to get to everybody. But yeah, there was definitely some head scratchers to me. Not a, not a ton, but there was a few. First thing, where's Jack Skellington? He's a meet and greet. He's a staple at Boobash or not so scary. I, I, I'd be omitting some an iconic character like that. It's a little strange to me. Mm. I know there's others, but him to me is... That's your big snub. <laughs> I mean, my God, he's... He's literally an overlay, and I know Dan's favorite overlay. He's in an overlay in Disneyland's Haunted Mansion for the season. I, I just, you understand what I'm saying? So yeah. to me, he is a, a huge omission when it comes to this stuff. And like, even there was some that I saw on the list that that probably didn't deserve to make it, and I'll, I'll go right into it. Abu, great and all in Aladdin, but what? Nobody cares. <laughs> I just, yeah. I, don't, I don't understand that one. That's a little odd to me. So I was kind of like... I would definitely trade a boo for Jack Skellington. It's not that he's not a popular character, but he's just a, I, I don't, you know what I'm saying? That stuff to me, I don't know how they came up with the list and I don't know if they voted it down and you know, all that stuff. But that one to me definitely didn't, didn't really deserve it. In my opinion, um, I'm sure I'm going to anger some people, <laughs> but that's just the way it is. Again, it's just my opinion. And then my favorite one is not because of my favorite character, but my favorite design mm-hmm. is going to be um, Joe Gardner by far. He is oh. sitting in front of the Brown Derby. Hollywood Studios, pretty amazing. So I love it that I, you know, took one of jeans. So yeah. it's just I great because it does my takeout. <laughs> <laughs> he's um, he was my favorite one. I mean, having the the way he's sitting down and the the way they did like the floating piano in front of him and stuff, it's just amazing looking. I mean, listen, they all look really good. There's a bunch of them, but that one there was probably my favorite by design. Yeah, so that's mine. And sorry, Gene. Stepping yeah, no, on those yeah, uh, yeah, those toes happened. or stepping on the red beard. Well, I don't know. <laughs> you know, and I said that before we did it. I knew that there would be something that we I thought I thought Joe Gardner wasn't popular enough of a character that I thought I was the only, the only Joe Gardner. I thought that maybe somebody might tie like also have the same idea on one of my other ones. That's where I thought I was going to get somebody thinking that, you know, maybe doubling up. But but yeah, I agree. But and I'll get into my reasons why in a minute. Pretty much almost the same thing. But um. Uh, let's. I guess let's kick it over to Dan. As far as the fiftieth statues, just kind of touching on some things Joey did say. 
Yeah, we don't really know what the criteria was. Is there a certain number of main characters and then we're going right. to, I guess we don't know. I almost, to me, wish they would have stuck with 71 and did gold statues about that almost or something a little cool. more mm-hmm. uniform because you're right. I like the idea of picking oddballs, but then when you're leaving cores out, it it's troubling a little bit. So it, it's hard to say what they were doing, but my snub is definitely Jimmy Cricket. Yes. Yeah, Classic. Upon a star. It was such a start of it. I just feel like he's also a character that doesn't get a lot of exposure. Right. Um, and a lot of times it's because of the character, like, you know, the body and stuff. When you do the character uh, meet and greets, it is a little weird because he, and in parades, because yeah, yeah. you can't yep. really recreate him small like he should be. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think this would have been a really good time to do a tribute to him. Oh, and then another thing about the whole overlay of statues. I don't think they should have been doing double statues counting as two if they're together. I agree. What do you mean? The Pooh and oh. uh, Piglet should have just been one. Exactly. It's right there. And that gives you room to address others, no matter what you're picking. I just think it's kind of lame, but my takeout would either would have to be like, prop, even though I like Dante from Coco to take up two spots with Miguel and Dante, when you got the three Caballeros that could have been one statue, three together. I just think that'd have been a good representation, especially since they've been kind of throwing in and outs with those guys for merchandise. Right. It's kind of like the country bears. They've been doing a lot of that too. I would have, I would have rather taken one of those out and i tried to only take out one in a park that i for sure knew an alternate for like the three caballeros mm-hmm. now as far as my fave there's two parts to this because one side of it is your favorite looking statue and the other to me is the design and they're different because i agree with joey i think all the statues the way they were done look really really good and kind of you know pristine and Regis, you know, so I picked for that R2D2 because I think that character he's he's really big and there's so much detail on him because of the way Disney did the design of the gold and kind of dark, all those details come out really good. On the design side, I actually like Dumbo because I loved how they put Timothy Mouse in there, you know, on the tip, but I also like the subtle detail kind of like the floating piano with Joe is they put the little circus platform under Dumbo instead of just having him be sitting on the base, like a lot of them. So there's my double dose. Shaber just, just uh, put in the chat, the McDonald's toys. I didn't realize this. There's no orange bird statue in, in the McDonald's toys. I didn't even realize that. Why well, switch out Jiminy the one? Cricket, right? Yeah. Because I've been well, trying yeah. to get yeah. the Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. That's why when you said, well, what about Jiminy? I was like, well, he's there because I've been trying to get it at McDonald's. I also agree with Dan what he's saying regarding the two mm-hmm. where they're putting them in Absolutely. pairs and stuff yeah, like that. I, yeah. It was kind of like, I mean, they could have did separate, you know, but all right. Well, let me go through mine. I, so, yeah, the only one that doubled up me was was. Oh, wait. No, Stephanie's got to go still. I'm sorry. That's OK. You can no, go. No, no, no. They can go. Listen, since they went, since Dan went, they were in pairs. So go ahead. All right. <laughs> no, I just I, I like the statues. No, I'm kidding. Joel threw me off. Um, yeah, do you want to go or do you want me to go? It doesn't matter to me. Oh, I don't care. 
All right, I just don't want to take any of yours, but I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. We'll just tell, say it doesn't matter. So, all right, so my my uh, favorite. Let me get the one out of the way that we already know about. Uh, Joel Gar- Joe Gardner uh, from Soul. Same reasons that that um, that that Joey said. I love how the piano is laid out in front of him. It's I don't know. I find that 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 statue to just be really cool. It's so different than the other ones. I, I, to me, it's my favorite. I think the design of it is just really cool. If I, I think we even had that conversation about that when when we were we did. When we you, saw I know it. I spoke to somebody when I saw it. And I, I think it was you. Um, yeah. And I, I loved it. So that was actually my favorite for the same reason. Um, the one that I feel like doesn't need a statue. Nothing wrong with these characters. They're hysterical when they're in their movies. But Rocket Raccoon and Baby Groot, and he's my beef with that, <laughs> is if you're going to have a Marvel statue, those are your Marvel characters. Right. It is a little like Iron Man, yeah. Thor, Hulk. I mean, there's so many. There's literally like there's like 20 characters you could put before you get to ra- yeah. Rocket Raccoon and Baby Groot. I'll just say this. I'll just say this, though. There might have been a reason for that because of licensing, because they have Very the issue point. with that. That's a possibility of why they didn't use the other ones. Just but, you, but even still, even if you're going to go Guardians of the Galaxy, you can't go Star-Lord at that point or you can't. Oh, go no, I, yeah, I those, those are bigger, bigger fits that I think. Um, right. And, you know, with the snubs, I mean, we could all say and, and, and I, I didn't count this as my snub. Because I think we all could say, well, how come there's not one villain or one princess, right? Like that's right. Weird. And I saw, I noticed that too. And that must be by design. So like, I'm not going to use those as my snubs. Although I will say, I wish that those would have been included because I mean, those are like the most, I mean, Snow White and Cinderella are about the most iconic characters in all of Disney lore, right? So yeah. the fact that they're not there is, is weird. And I, I it was one of these where you just assumed when you saw some of the lists that, all right, this has got to be a bogus list because how are, how are there no princesses on it? It's like they just went search sidekick and um, which, you know, it is what it is. But my snub is this, because I really did think they were going to do one. Now, he's not a character, but Walt Disney himself. Now, I know there's Walt statues in there, but I thought for sure they that would be like the big grand revealing. And maybe he'd be like the big statue. Like it would be like really? a small, like I really thought we'd get a Walt statue and that would be like a big surprise to everybody, whether they you know debuted it last as a special one. I really thought we would get a Walt Disney statue. And again, I know there's already statues of Walt in the park. I get it. I get it. But I thought for this, we'd get that gold statue. I really did. And um, yeah. I'm disappointed that we didn't, because if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have any of this. So that's why right. I, I that's my snub is I really thought he should have had a statue. Um, I think I'm just more shocked than anything else that he didn't. I just I kind of thought that's going to be a big reveal. And that they're going to like when you you know, when they get all these other ones out and all of a sudden that that's going to win. Maybe they, they do that one separately after all the other ones are revealed. That one gets so, you know, maybe they maybe that when they wait till October 1st and they launch it. And so um, I was just disappointed that Walt didn't get one because again, he's, he's the guy he's, there's nothing else. There's none of this exists without him. So, or even if you want to put Walt and Roy next to each other, arms around, you know, maybe arms around each other's shoulders on a statue, something like that. Cause obviously you needed for Walt to be what he was. You needed Roy anyway, too. So let's, you know, obviously, but um, so that's my snub. All right. But so, so uh, Steph, what do you got? Well, I like you, Gene, I, when I saw that list and still even going back over this again, I was like, I've got to be missing something. I cannot believe there is not one princess and especially Snow White. So that's what I'm going with, with the snub because Cinderella has Cinderella Castle. Mm-hmm. She's got her own thing, but Snow White, like I've said from the beginning, we wouldn't have any of this if Snow White was not a hit. Yep. Yeah. We would not have, we wouldn't be here. 
right now. So dang it, I really don't <laughs> understand why Snow White didn't get a statue. And if they yeah. would have gone off of the having two next to each other count as two, they could have done like the three core princesses. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, you're right. Maybe even for the villainous too, but yeah. Walt risked everything on yeah. Snow White. We all yeah. know that. Walt risked everything, was riding on Snow White, and it was such a giant hit. That's so true. Don't get it. Don't get why oh, there's not a Mary Poppins either. But yeah. Ooh. Yeah. But since I can only choose one. Okay. Uh my snuff or Sorry. my no, that's okay. The I don't understand then. Why is Don I have the same as Dan? Why is Dante there? Like, yeah. why not just Coco? I get Coco. I totally do. Right. Totally get it. Dante? I agree. And I felt like if you're gonna go with somebody from that movie, why Dante? What wouldn't it be Hector at that point? If you if you have to take a second character from Coco, yeah. Why yeah. wouldn't it be Hector? Yeah. 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 Or mom or Mama Coco. Or the grandma. Yeah. Or <laughs> like, yeah. Mama Coco. Every time well, I see that, I go out of the game like that. Why don't you do either the oddball or the sidekick? So we wouldn't do like Pinocchio and stuff, even mm-hmm. though I love Pinocchio, but it's like it's too weird, you know. Then you're right. pulling people out that are really, really important. Yeah. But then you get to the other parks, it's kind of harder to come up with those statues because the Magic Kingdom has so much around it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. I'm wondering. Movies and characters mm-hmm. to work with than those. Yeah. So then it would kind of be in a problem because then you got Star Wars. Well, you right, know, but right, you're not right. using, I mean, you're using R2-D2. He's technically not R, except for me, but. <laughs> well, right. Yeah. And. Yeah, I don't know. I would have loved to have been in those meetings, by the way. Yeah. Oh, because I'm sure they were knocked down, drag out fights. Yeah. Because oh, God, if they said yeah. we can only have this many and, you know, like Dan was saying, we just unfortunately we don't know what they used as a criteria because clearly they use something. Yeah. When you're not seeing any princesses, you're not seeing any villains and you've got a bunch of sidekicks that you would not normally think you would see. But then you also have mixed in core characters. Yeah. So like Dan said, really... like you got Pinocchio, but then you it's have Dante. Weird. Like so, if you yeah, want all sidekicks, sure. it's. But I'm sure they fought tooth and nail. This this would have been the the equivalent of a uh, wedding list for an invite yeah. list. And yeah. you have those statues on the bases and they're just so like, what is the word I'm looking for? You know, not Regis, but like whatever. Like, Regal? Like, let's just say it's it's like in a museum, you know, you're seeing this big base and big statue. But then they just throw Jack and Gus Gus on the castle. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, and then you yeah. throw even Abu is like kind of up hidden. It's like. Right. It's just kind of weird. They're not really honoring these. Mm-hmm. And well, Tinkerbell's the same way. Tinkerbell's like on this thing that's kind of up and it's in like in trees, bushes. Right? Yeah, it's like in the bushes. Yeah. Just as oh, Joel like, pointed out, stitch, stitch on the purple I like wall. that idea. Yeah. But then why don't you just do that with all of them instead of having it be like such a monument, you know? Right. Which brings me to my favorite. Oh, you haven't gone up. You haven't oh. done yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, that's okay. It's Tinkerbell. What? And that's one of my least favorite characters, by the way, because I'm not a really a princess girl, except for Snow White. And <laughs> I don't really love Tinkerbell because I think she's kind of a brat. But um, <laughs> I love the way she's in the in the trees. I just do. I think it's super cool. It I, is. But I like how they have her in the air. That part, I think, is cool because she's not like low. She's high. It's yeah, like you skip- have to look for her. Yeah. I well, like why did they that put it's the greenery. 50 icon on there? I don't, I don't think that should be on there. It's like that yeah disc. right well why not just have her up there ri- I, I think that looks cool i i like the fact that they're spread out because you got to kind of like you got to hunt for them that part's cool but there's also a part that says to me that i say that it would also would have been nice if they almost did 
And again, I like that, but, and maybe they could have did them differently if they did it this way. Maybe they could have did more if they did it this way, but almost have a special section for it. Almost like how they have monument park in Yankee stadium yeah. where it's like, you go there. It's almost like, and I would even say not only this, obviously these statues aren't going to be there after the, the 50th celebrations over in 18 months, but maybe you could have built this thing where they stayed there forever. And it's almost like a Disney hall of fame. Yeah. yeah, you could literally go there and pay homage to yeah, this. It's almost Disney like you don't want them to. Go, you won't. You won't want them to go away. At yeah, the end yeah. So I, yeah, definitely. I wish I, it's one of the things I would love to to see because I don't see why. You, why can't you leave? Maybe you just take the you scrap some of the fiftieth celebration thing off and just leave the statues there. But yeah, but it would have been even cooler. I think again, aside from doing like the scavenger hunt aspect of it, that's what I love about it. But I think it still would have been cool too if you actually would have had a section. I don't care what park you put it in; it probably would fit best in Magic Kingdom somewhere. But you built, like I said, almost like a Hall of Fame. And you know what? How, how cool would that be? Is why not every year you have another Hall of Fame induction of Disney characters? Mm-hmm. Like every year, like another two or three get inducted. And it's like maybe maybe there's a part of it the fans get to vote on every year, and then there's a part that like, Disney nominates yeah. their own people, where they nominate maybe ten, and then you you vote, and the top three votes get get you know put into this Hall of Fame. And I mean, talk about money makers. If they did like a Hall of Fame induction every year for like you know, and they, every year a new three characters were going to go in. Like people would go to see that, like right. I, I would definitely be one of those things. Like, I got to be in town for that at least once. That's one of the, like oh, I totally yeah, would. That right. I mean, it's like it's like it's like baseball Hall of Fame. Everyone's got to go at least to an, an induction weekend at least once in their life if you're a baseball fan. I think you could do the same thing with Disney. I think Disney should open up its own little Hall of Fame. Yeah, and, and you, you have your initial class. Maybe you have like twenty of them. Just throw, you know, Walt, Roy, um, you know, your your, your Fab Five, and then every year you have the, the powers that be at Disney release like ten choices, and then. Everyone gets to vote in the top three choices, maybe get get, get put in, in that, that year. And if you did it every year, I think that would be something that people would, you could probably even pay separate like, to get in that if you put it outside the park. Well, it's kind of like what we said about the attractions kind of Hall of Fame type thing, too, where, of course, there's Disney museums. But to really focus on just, Pat, you know, the, the development right. of all these mm-hmm. attractions, right. so everybody would see. And that way, America Sings would be a part of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, all yeah. that would be cool to see. Yeah. And you know, I, I, yeah, you could have, you at least have somewhere you could pay homage to it still. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I love yeah. that idea. I'm sure there's way smarter people working at Disney than me. So I'm sure that, that somebody had to put that idea out there. But I just think it'd be another, right. another way to get people to come into the parks at a different time of year. Same way they have the festivals and everything else. And now it's the eight, the, the 50th, 18 month 50th. So they're going to be packed for the next year and a half anyway. But I think it's just another, another thing they could do when times are like back to normal. Yeah. You always have a time of the year where people want to come see this induction, this, this Hall of Fame induction. I don't know. I think it'd be cool. I do too. So, yeah. But uh, yeah. So uh, that's going to do it for this week's show, guys. So um, before we get out of here, let's, let's, well, first of all, we got to towel off, right? Because it was, it was a doozy today. So let's <laughs> towel off and let's say some goodbyes and some thank yous. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> let's say thank you to Dominic Lewis. Go check out Monsters at Work. Uh, the music on that's great. He's responsible for all, all of it taking over some huge, tremendous shoes for Randy Newman. I feel like Stephanie would be a huge Randy Newman fan. Am I right? I am, except for the song Short People, because <laughs> I'm a short person. I, 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 thought, write that? I thought for sure. I just I knew Stephanie would be a, a Randy Newman fan. I love Randy oh, Newman, too. Um, I great. do. I do. Uh, so, yeah, so, you know, that's huge. That's huge shoes for Dominic Lewis to fill. Uh, go check out the show. And he's got, you know, as you heard, he's already got he's already working on another movie. Uh, the scoring of another movie with Brad Pitt as the lead. So that's that's huge stuff for him. We also want to thank, thank Dave from Florida Park Explorers. Go check him out. He streams like seven days a week. Sometimes he does it three times a day. Uh, great coverage of the parks. Uh, so go check him out as well over there at Florida Park Explorers. 
And uh, now let's say adios to the crew. Let's kick it down to Miami. Joey, my man. Yeah, man. Great show. Had a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. And if you uh, if you want to check us out, you can check us out at uh, Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook at JSA Creations. It's going to be JSA. And then Creations is with 3D instead of EA. There you go. We'll yeah, see you later, my man. man. And uh, let's say uh, adios to the best leaders of the Midwesters. And before I say adios to them, Stephanie, it is amazing to have you back. I'm so glad you're back. Oh, We've missed you me. so much. Yeah, and, um, it's great having you back in the house. And, yeah. um, you know, and, you know, we didn't really talk about it on the show because I didn't, you know, that was your private stuff. So we didn't really talk. Dan talked about it a little bit last week. But uh, we just want to say we're, we're, we're glad you look you look great. No, you do. You do. And um, no, you do. And it's, we're just glad to have you back. And uh, we missed you. Thanks, you guys. Oh, my gosh. That means so much. It was really good to be back. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you very, very, very much. We never yeah, got that web address without you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> if, if you flipped it up to Dan, he would have forgot that HTTP. And then yeah, yeah everyone would be people would have been typing it IP in messages. What's going on with this? Yeah. The links broke. website, no Flash. website not found. I mean, people would have been going nuts <laughs> yeah. and they would have oh blamed us. God. Thank God. Uh, it's been Thanks. it's been rough, but at least today we it's been pretty rough. Uh, smile, a chuckle, and I hope everybody has a rip roaring day. And you can check us out on Instagram. We're on a little bit of a break right now with everything going on, but we will be back up and running. And I just want to say thank you to we've gotten a lot of nice messages from people that were concerned about where we disappeared to and they missed our antics. And that was just very nice to hear. And it got us through a rough time, but we are yeah. rock and roll DW on Instagram. It'll go. be up and going soon. We'll, we can't wait for it. We'll be funny soon. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. And uh, you could check us out on Instagram at the Disney underground, all one word. And you could check me out at the magical lifestyle. That's at the underscore magical underscore lifestyle. And guys, have a great today, a better tomorrow, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>